The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. If you're a sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended, then turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. Today is episode number 236. Today's date is Tuesday, April 5th. 2022 we are live on do if you want to call or text in yes you can call or text into the show utilize the ghost tactical hotline presented by our good friends rod and shelly gates at aegis gun care that phone number is 530-364-4678 if you're a veteran really anyone but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole you're in the darkness and you're looking for that light Call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I sure as hell could probably be a decent, a decent ear to talk you through some stuff. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So I implore you, please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255. 8255 the veteran crisis hotline we are spotlighting as always the united states marine corps if you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title united states marine see the website marines.com and we are as always a proud member of the self-defense radio network so go check out all the great podcasts over on selfdefenseradio.net let's uh bring in our our buddy who has been busy for the last weekend he was over in tulsa for the wanamaker tulsa arms show along with some other of our buddies that were out there for sure but uh as always riding shotgun with us the tactical virus i mean uh leprechaun himself what's up clove hey man yeah how are you doing i'm okay i'm okay i got a i got a bit of a question can we can we start things off with a question? Hey, I want to poll them. Let's do I wanna, it. I want to poll the audience. Oh, okay. before we get to that, you know, the shotgun of the week, right? I was going to say, are we going to just completely skip over the shotgun of the week? But hey, it's no, your show. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> knock that out. We're going to talk All about right. a shotgun with my question. But All right, so I, I'm going to go with one of the most affordable ones out there. Anybody should be able to pick this up pretty cheap. It's okay. the Beretta Imperial Monte Carlo side by side 12 gauge. Lord, that's a mouthful. Yeah, and it's not but about a hundred grand. So oh a hundred grand. You probably saw it over the weekend, huh? That's it. Um, uh, you know, go pick that up. If you if you see one for less a little less than a hundred grand, you may want to jump on it because that's that's a bargain for sure. Yeah. Uh Snob Snob probably had that rolling around <laughs> in his pocket all weekend. So right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh what's the question? Everything good? You sound so, like you just woke up. Yeah, no, I just, um, I had a doctor's appointment this morning. We won't get into it, but that always raises my blood pressure and everything else. Uh, I had one this morning as well. So we won't, we won't complain about going to the doctor because I think everybody understands exactly where I'm coming from. Um, no, so I wasn't able to find 
either of the shotguns I was looking for at uh, the show, right? Okay. So I put some feelers out online and, you know, some forums, some online, you know, trading places. And sure. there's a there's a guy in Tucson, Arizona um, that has one of them. Not uh, the guy we go in Tucson. No, 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 no. But he'll come, he'll come he'll come into play as part of the question. So hopefully everybody okay. out there is paying attention. Pay attention because you've got to follow along with this. So I hit him up. He's an individual, not a dealer. Um, this is not off broker or aren't it's in, in no place, right? Where there's any kind of trackable anything, really. Okay. Um, a price I'm willing to pay. Okay. Um but I'm leery because it's like he was talking about using Zelle. I've never used Zelle. Um, he talked about doing mm-hmm. PayPal, PayPal friends, which as we all know, we can't buy pews on PayPal. So I mean that's obvious, mm-hmm. but you know, you're kind of screwed if you do things friends. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't have any recourse. Right. And right. so I was thought about our mutual buddy in Tucson, which mm-hmm. we obviously ship stuff back and forth all the time. Absolutely. And I was like, Hey, how about you sell it to this guy, legal Arizona resident in the same city as you, uh, minus basically the shipping cost. Right. Yeah. You get cash on the spot. Right. Yep. And yep. I could, of course, then PayPal friends and, and family PayPal or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, when he gets a chance, he can get around to getting a shipping quote, box it up, and send it to me. Right. Sure. And this guy was like, no, I don't do face to face transfers. But, you know, I'm reputable. I can give you references, this, that, and the other. So I told him politely that I'm just going to walk shovel. away, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Because if it doesn't, if you feel uncomfortable in anything like that, you know, I've, that's why it's always been my modus operandi is walk yep. away. And I'm not saying the guy is shady, but I don't feel comfortable. And it's because everything can, he can do everything right. But yep. what if USPS, like USPS has never lost anything or UPS either one, right? What yep. if they lose it, right? And then he's like, well, I shipped it. You know, and then we got a big whole big thing, and I've got absolutely no. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So even anyway, mandatory, even mandatory carry says I don't do face to face, but I'm reputable. Seems legit. <laughs> yeah, it 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 that was weird, man. That was like, well, I mean, he didn't even entertain that idea or something. So it's like, yeah, yeah, That's interesting. Yeah, no. Real quick, we got a $5 super chat from Mandatory Carry. Appreciate it. it. says, long live Operation Anime Storm. Sort of. Okay. There you go. Uh, appreciate the $5 super chat. You guys know we do not ask. We do not ask, nor do we encourage them. But if you guys are willing to part with some of your money, super chats go towards uh, sending uh, care packages downrange. Now, if you guys are, when you came in, you saw a pin message. And um, I would say this, if you're willing to do so, um, they're doing a fundraiser for a couple of our buddies from the Marsoc 3 for some of their legal defenses. I put the link up there in a pinned message up there. If you're able to willing a dollar, anything helps uh, to go support that. It'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, you can read up on them. They've got all information about the Marsoc 3 there on the website and all that. So you can do that. Um, now Joson said that was it Zell or Zelly, whatever you said it was, was recently compromised. So that doesn't feel, make me feel any better. 
however so you pronounce it. Yeah, I don't even yeah. know what I but I don't um, know what it is. I've never heard of it. I don't I've never heard of it before, so I don't know. Now my yeah. wife and the kids and pretty much everybody use something else. I can't remember what Venmo or something. Vidmo or the cash app. I use a cash app when I need to transfer money to my daughter or something. You know, we yeah, use the but cash I've, app. I've heard you're not supposed to use any of those unless it's somebody you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like I said, the only one I want to do it to is my daughter. And I love you, bro, but I'm probably not going to, aside from PayPal, I'm probably not going to send you money somewhere else like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Not because it's used, because I don't know these other apps. That's just the way it is, especially if someone that I don't know at all. And I'm, you know, that, yeah. that just kind of seems a little shady to me. Uh, now, Buck out there was saying that that $100,000 shotgun was sitting right next to his $35,000 uh, $35, lever action uh, oh, last boy. year. Yeah. So that's uh, funny. Lord. That's funny. Yeah, Calaveras is no face-to-face walk away. Yeah, I'm the same way. It, it's one of those things where um, you're, you're talking about private sales. And, and you and I have had this discussion a lot, and this will be kind of a, an interesting way to start the show and talk about um, private sales. And, and it's obviously where we live in both of our states, private sales are, are legal. Um, that being said... You know, it, it's just one of those things where I have an issue, and I know that you, you you've had some transactions in the last six months or so. Um, for for some people that you don't know, but for me, if I don't know you, um, I at least want to see like a concealed carry, um, you know, um, what do you call it, license? Because in order to get that, you had to go through a background check, and if it's you know, obviously, uh, if you have one of those, then you're illegal. Um, yeah. It's just to cover myself, and then I also will do a bill of sale. And I don't know, uh, that once again, it's to cover both sides of the transaction. So uh, we don't have to dive in too deep, but, uh, you know, do you, if, if you want to talk about it, um, yeah. because you have had a couple transactions in the last few months, but much, kind of, yeah. you go, what do you go through when you're, when you, when you're selling a gun so, um, with so. someone that you don't know personally? So most of the time it's through a form, it's through something like usually like Texas Gun Trader, uh, or you know, some type of social media communication that spawns from their email or something, right? And the first thing I do is I make sure I save all of that communication. Uh, without a doubt. And then on that is written the serial number, the price, and um, you know, usually I throw it in Photoshop and do it, but um, you know, the screenshot or whatever, but, um, Christ, you know, the day where we met, um, and like the make and color, whatever of the vehicle, well, I don't sure. get too crazy. Right. But some information, mm-hmm. um, so I, enough, I don't do a, enough to cover your ass. If enough need that if somebody knocked on my door, law enforcement officer and said, Hey, this gun was used in a crime. I can, t- I can show them when oh, it was sold. You know, and yeah. give them some kind of information, some kind of name, email address, you yeah. know, vehicle. They can run the database, the the text registration, whatever database. They, you know, they they've got something to go on, right? Um, so, and the dash cam helps <laughs> lately, um, because I could even do that. I have never done it, but I just now thought about maybe pulling. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Put it to them, but I mean the make and model or whatever color works. Um, but I usually do that, but I'll be honest with you. Um, I would say 90% or more um, of the people I meet, they offer, like before yeah. we ever meet, they offer their uh, license to carry. Absolutely. 
And yeah. I'm like, nah, you got it. I'm, I'm, if you, you know, if they're offering their license to carry, it's like, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> so who's going to offer and not have it, right? That's dumb. Yep. Well, the reason why I brought up a bill of sale um, is because there's a lot of people out there with the mentality of it's it's a it's a perfectly legal private transaction. I don't want anyone to be a, have a paper trail of what's happened to my guns. And I get their argument. I don't agree with it, but I understand it. And I, and I bring this up for one reason only, and you brought it up perfectly, uh, whether you intended to or not. It is not necessarily for the government to have a paper trail of what you have. What it is there for is to protect you in the exact scenario that Clover brought up. What if that firearm is stolen down the road and used in a crime? At least you have some sort of recourse to say, look, I get it. I that's that's a tragedy. I'm sorry. But on April 1st of 2019, I sold it to John Smith. Um, and here's a bill of sale. And when did this happen? It happened six months ago. Well, I sold it three years ago. So you might want to contact him. Was did he report it stolen or anything like that? Well, you know, I don't know. Well, you know, once again, I, I, I sympathize with the problem, but as of April 1st, 2019, this was no longer my problem. And yeah. Back you up, you know? Well, that's, that's true. But I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really take that much. And because let's be honest no. about it. If we're talking about you bought it used and you sold it used mm-hmm. and then eight used people later, it was used in a crime. You know what I mean? Um, yep. First of all, you would have to have bought it new probably for, or from a, not new, you would have to bought it from an FFL. From an FFL, yes. For them to even know, be your name to even be on their radar, honestly. Correct. Right? So, yep. you know, if you're talking about something that you bought, used, and was, it's odds are it's, it's, it's you're never going to hear anything about it. Ever. No, no, no. But, but that scenario, which is the 1% I mean, of it ever happening. You know, maybe they pull mm-hmm. a fingerprint if somebody hasn't wiped it down or done something with it and they, they get somehow get come across you that way or something. I mean, there's yeah. always a possibility, right? So, Absolutely. you know, you want some information to cover your rear as, as much as possible, but yep. um, yeah, I, I want to, at one of time I pulled a bill of sale from one of the States that required it. And I can't mm. remember if it was Vermont or Connecticut or, or where it was. It was from sure. one of the, the, uh, what am I thinking? New England states, right? And um, you know, it was it was interesting because it was duplicate, right? And then you could just mm-hmm. tear it in half, right? And they could keep one, and and you could keep one. I'd go ahead and fill out on my part, um, and everything on the firearm and all that. All they basically had to do was was write their Sign information it. down. Yeah. Uh, and I did that for a while, and then you know, I got to thinking. I mean, I, you don't have to go through all of that, and I get why people don't don't like that. So, you know, simply having information, like I said, if you make note of where you met and it was a red Chevrolet pickup, right. And you did something online where you've got an email address or, or even a name from like social media, then mm-hmm. law enforcement, come on, 15 minutes tops law enforcement has that, the address, name and address yeah. and everything else of that person. So, um, yep. I, I don't just don't see a bill of sale as being vital. If it makes you feel better, do it's it. Not not vital. Saying, it, it's absolutely not vital, but there are arguments for it. Yeah. Um, and, and there are people out there that are on the opposite side of, I don't want the government in my business. There was a people on the opposite side that said, 
I want to cover my ass every which way I can because yeah. they're paranoid or whatever. And that's cool. If you are that person, then a hundred percent do a bill of sale, you know, a hundred percent. Typically, if you, especially where, if you live like where I live or where Clover lives and we actually know the law enforcement guys pretty well or the sheriff or whatever, uh, and something like that happens, they can call and say, look, bro, we have a bill of sale. Say, look, I sold that gun to so-and-so three years ago. Without a bill of sale, they'll say, all right, we'll go check that out. Right. You know, and because they know that if it was stolen, I would have reported it stolen to my sheriff, you know, or whatever, you know, but I didn't report it stolen. I said, hey, look, bro, I sold it to, to Joe, you know, three years ago. You might want to go check him out, you know, and see if he's knows that he's even missing or whatever, you know. Uh, but it's just some like I said, guys. You know, for 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 ones that are have never done a private transaction, um, it's something to think about. And and if you're one of those people that don't want a paper trail, by all means, you're unless you're required to in your state, there's no reason to have a paper trail. Yeah. If you're that person that is worried about different things coming back to haunt, create a bill of sale. You can find them anywhere online. Well, and, and that's up to you. You do whatever you feel like you need to do to cover whatever you want to get covered. Yeah. I mean, some people, they don't have, you know, the, the only insurance they carry is what's required by law, right? Exactly. So they don't have homeowner's insurance or they don't have mm-hmm. uh, life insurance, right? It's like, you don't have right. to have that. Um, you know, same goes for some people. They, you know, they don't drive over the speed limit at all, right? Yeah, they'll sure. intentionally go a couple of miles under the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Um, they can they can drive the speed limit, and you know as well as I do, most of the time they can get away with five over easy, but yep. they they choose not to do it. So you know I get it. Different strokes for different folks. Do what you yep. want to do. Reach each their own. Absolutely. For, for me, I just I just found it easier to you know cover cover myself on my end, yeah. but at the same time not you know not get crazy with somebody that is you know against the whole paper trail idea right by breaking out a bill yeah. of sale and they're like oh wait a minute you know i mm, you know i don't know now calaveras now remember guys he lives in california so let's just preface it by saying that he says a private sale there in california requires ffl and an ffl has to hold it for 10 day wait now i believe if i'm not mistaken all firearm purchases have a 10 day waiting period in California. So basically so. what he's saying is there's no such thing as a private sale. There's no such thing because that's not a private sale. If, has, if it has right. to go through an NFL and it's a 10 day wait, my friend, that's not called a private sale. That's called a transfer. That's yeah. an FFL transfer. <laughs> right. yeah. um, now I might be mistaken because I'm not the shortest, sharpest uh, tool in the shed. You might be the shortest. I'm definitely. I'm it depends on what here, tools. So. Depends on what tools are in the shed. I'm just saying. This is true. Yeah, there's a good chance that I'm the shortest, uh, at least among the shortest. <laughs> but that was a great uh, story that you told about what happened. But you'd said there was a question. Now, either I'm not very smart, or you never asked a question. Oh, was I it? was just that was all in the form of a question. Oh, okay. Basically, okay. what do folks gotcha. think? I mean, I think I absolutely. I, I, I didn't know if there was a specific. Oh, I think you were right. Uh, definitely shady as shit. Um, I can get by with one thing that makes me feel kind of weird, 
because let's be honest, everyone's got something that that's weird. I've something. got things that I do that are weird, but when it's multiple things, and then yeah. when he says, "I don't do face to face, but I'm reputable," I, yeah, I don't think you know. I don't. I don't know. Right. I don't know. So I probably would have walked away too. So out there in the chat, let me know by pressing the number one. I'm going to steal something from Clover. He does this quite a bit. Press the number one if you would have walked away from that sale. Press the number one if you would have walked away just like Clover did. I think most everybody probably would have walked away as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's go into, uh, before we jump in, we always do our polls. Um, every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday at 10 a.m. over on our YouTube community tab, we put out our polls. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely everyone saying one. Um, I'm surprised I didn't get a middle finger as a number one, but uh, that's what I would have done. Um, I'm surprised I haven't gotten a middle finger emoji. I'm a little disappointed, guys. I'm a little disappointed. I do want to shout out Mr. FNH. He came in with the appropriate one yo greeting. Uh, we talk about this all the time. There is a channel out there that we're great friends with that requires a three yo greeting. I I don't like a three. That's way too much energy. That's too, I don't know, too, I don't want to say polite, but maybe too classy. I like the yo or the yo yo. I'm all about a one or two yo hello. So thank you, Mr. FNH. He has been listening apparently. He went with the one yo greeting. Uh, anyways, um, I digress. Let's go check out our polls. The first poll was last. Now, most of these polls are coming off of our marathon three-hour fun chat we had last week, which actually was a blast. I didn't realize it went three hours, but we were talking movies and music and everything else. So I went ahead and put some polls out there. So now I understand. You guys have to understand. I only get five choices on these polls. And I get chastised every week. What about this? What about that? Dude, I, I, I get five. I can't put 27 different choices on there. But the first question has about a thousand votes. It says the best Western of all time. And your choices were the outlaw Josie Wales, Rio Bravo, Silverado, Unforgiven, Butch Cassidy, and the Sundance Kid. Now, obviously, I got over 56 comments on this, and a lot of them were. Um, what they have to think, but, uh, of those five, of those five, what would you say is the best Western Clove? Of the five, I go probably unforgiven. Unforgiven. Yeah, it's a great one. Uh, the vast majority of the comments were split between two and it was good, bad, and the ugly. Um, actually three, uh, good, bad, the ugly, the original, not the remake, but the original true grit and the searchers, uh, the searchers actually probably had the most comments. Um, no I tombstone, huh? No tombstone. Um, wow. yeah. Uh, wanky out there. Um, he said, I, uh, I wouldn't have blamed him if he walked away from what kind of sounded straw purchase like, um, yeah. So Gary's a little disappointed that Blazing Saddles wasn't on the list. <laughs> Just uh, to clarify, no, it wasn't because it has to yeah. go through an FFL. Right, right. Um, FNH says, proud new member of the shooting club down the road. I'm so excited to have two more properties to shoot on from now on. 
One of them is a 24-hour indoor range. That's awesome. Congrats, man. In the 24-hour indoor range. I could do some damage at 4 o'clock in the morning, I think. Especially when you wake up at night and you're stressed out and you can't sleep for some reason. You know, 2, 3 in the morning where you're sitting around watching old Gunsmoke reruns. I think I'll go to the range. That would be pretty cool. Uh, so as far as the best Western uh, goes, um, outlaw Josie Wales is leading with 43%. Unforgiven at 24%. Butch Cassidy at 13%. And Rio Bravo and Silverado tied at 10%. So there you go. Um, our next poll, which I guess was Saturday, says what is the best band of all time now i put a little caveat in there and i pinned a thing because i wanted people and they still didn't read it because they're still blasting in the comments had over 50 comments again these are the top five all-time selling bands okay so it's not five bands that i just picked out of a hat and said these are the five bands i'm giving you to choose from these are the top five all-time best-selling bands. So, by those numbers, your five choices were the Beatles, the Eagles, Queen, Zeppelin, and Floyd. Of those five, Clove, what, what say you? Her Majesty, of course. Yeah, I figured you'd say Queen. I was a little surprised that, obviously, I was not surprised that the Beatles were the number one. All, I mean, I think everyone knew that. Um, I was surprised that the Eagles were the second all-time selling band. Queen was a third all-time selling band. Zepp on the fourth, and Floyd was the fifth. Uh, a lot of comments um, just all over the place. My third favorite band, my all-time favorite band is the Beatles. My second all-time favorite band is Pink Floyd. My third all-time favorite band, I would have put on if I could have, and I was a little surprised. I was surprised that they weren't in the top five because they're, they're legends, but uh, the Beach Boys. I figured the Beach Boys had to be, I think they were like number seven or eight all-time best-selling, but I, I, I wouldn't have guessed the Eagles were number two, much less in the top five. But that... Um, the Beach Boys, I don't think the Beach Boys stand the test of time very well. I still listen to the Beach Boys today. You do, but I do, you know, young people that do. Yeah. I know young people that can get into a lot of the other bands, and yeah. the Beach Boys yeah. is just something totally different. Yeah. I guess, I guess, defense does, I see gun people. Um He said the Eagles, Rich White says the Eagles' greatest hits is the highest selling album of U.S. of all time. Did that pass Thriller? Let's see here. Best selling album. All time U.S. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, it says the Eagles' greatest hits. So it must have passed Thriller. That's interesting. I didn't know that. But, yeah, I was I was a little surprised the Eagles were the second best. Uh, right now, uh, the poll, 1.3 thousand votes. Zeppelin with 28%. The Beatles and Queen tied for 22%. 
And the Eagles and Pink Floyd tied at 14%. So, um, you know, I'm also a big Chicago fan. I'm going to put them in there. Um, a lot of people said they're Rolling Stones. I'm not a huge Stones fan. I, I don't dislike them. Me neither. Uh, I would pick any of these five before I would just sit down and listen to the Stones, but I get why the Stones would be a lot of people's favorites. Um, Zeppelin and Queen, or Queen first, and then Zeppelin would be my yeah. two on that list for sure. Yeah, if, if on the five, if I had to rank my five, it would obviously be Beatles, then Floyd, probably the Eagles, then Queen, then Zeppelin. Zeppelin would be, I, I'm not a, I, I like some Zeppelin songs, but I would not just sit there and, and put their albums in a row and just listen straight through. I, 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 I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Now, Buck says that riding with ghosts is like a mini concert. I do enjoy uh, singing when I'm on the road. It's like what makes the time go by for me. So, yeah, I do a little bit of, uh, I do do a little bit of uh, mini concert when I when I drive. So, if you're ever in their car with me, I apologize ahead of time. Uh, it is what it is. Um, in our last poll was yesterday, and it's got over one point three thousand votes. Best war movie of all time. Once again, I got thrashed um, in the comments, over uh, 40 comments. The five that I gave you to choose from, Apocalypse Now, Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down, Lone Survivor, and Platoon. Now, you can imagine people that love the old-time war movies. I get it. A lot of people thrash me on Full Metal Jacket. Clover knows this, and some people that know me know this. I am not a huge fan of the entire movie of Full Metal Jacket. I turn it off, literally, after the boot camp scene. Now, I've said this before, both privately and publicly. Had they stopped the movie right there after Gunny is doing the boot camp scene, I would agree with you. It's a great movie. Um, I just was not a fan of the Vietnam storytelling that they put in that movie. Um that being said, that's why I don't consider that a great war because half the movie I don't like necessarily. That's just me. I know that's a little weird. So I think Apocalypse Now is better than Full Metal Jacket as a whole. A little darker, but it is. So of those five, Apocalypse Now, Saving Private Ryan, Black Hawk Down, Lone Survivor, and Platoon, what would you choose, Clove? I think i go Platoon. Yeah, that's a great one. I, I'll tell you a story about Platoon. I think I might have told... Now, you probably know this, but I don't know if I've told this publicly or not. Platoon, for me, I was probably 10 or 11, somewhere around there when it came out. And my family and a couple other families, we were in Colorado for Christmas. And the dads wanted to get out of the house from the craziness that is Christmas with wives and all of that. So the dads decided they wanted to go to a movie and they wanted to go see Platoon. So they took me and there's two of us that were boys. So they took us with them. Probably a mistake. I don't, they hadn't seen it before, so they didn't really know either, you know. And went to Platoon. I don't remember much about the movie um, originally. Now, obviously, I've seen it no telling how many times since then. But at the theater, I don't remember much about the movie. 
The only thing I do remember, it was it was the first time I ever witnessed um, when the movie was over. Now, this is before, like, you know, like scrolling credits that with the jump in like Marvel does with a you know, preview of the next. This is way before no one ever did that. So once the movie was over and the credits started rolling, the movie was over. It was the first movie I'd ever been to. And I didn't understand why I was 10 years old, nine years old, whatever it was, 10, I don't know, somewhere in there. No one moved and no one said a word. They just sat there. The entire theater just sat there quietly for until it was over, until the credits rolled and they were over. No one moved. And I was like, what in the world? So I didn't, I didn't know what to do. So I didn't say anything. I just sat there also. I'm like, what's going on? So we got in the car and I asked my dad, I was like, what's up with that? Like I never seen that before, and he was like, "That was just kind of out of respect for the movie, and it, it, it hit home with a lot of people. And I think it was just people didn't want to get up; they just they were kind of shocked and awed. I mean, Platoon was a dark, dark, great movie, but it was dark, and it showed them some things that war movies previously hadn't shown a lot of. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, um, I think, I yeah, as I got older, I think I appreciated Platoon more. Yeah. Um, it's it's one of them that's it's hard for a kid, you know what I mean, yeah. <laughs> to, to kind right. of grasp it. It really is. I mean, it's a war movie, you know, like any war movie and for kids, especially that grew up like us, you know, out in the woods. Yeah playing war and everything else. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, it was cool from that aspect, but you really didn't understand, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of the nuance and other things. And, you know, as you go back and watch it again, as you get older, you're like, oh, okay, I, I get it. This is, wow, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, it, I think now looking back on it, if I were to go to the theater and see that for the first time, I probably wouldn't get up either. I'd probably be like, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, my buddy Jamie here, he says, Platoon. Uh, Revolver says, Saving Private Ryan and Black Hawk Down is our tie. So, um, Black Hawk Down, the reason why I put that down is Black Hawk Down is one of the few movies that kind of depicts the fog, if you will, pretty accurately. Um, especially, I've Obviously, it's supposed to. It's not Mogadishu, you know, but it's supposed to be a Mogadishu. I can tell you that that's a, a lot how the people are there. Uh, it, it happens that fast. Um, so that's why I put that down because I, I I enjoy Black Hawk Down because maybe of course of personal reasons, I guess maybe. Um, but it's very very realistic in a lot of the ways that things happen in the fog. Saving Private Ryan, I put down there, not because I think it's a phenomenal movie. It is a phenomenal movie. Um, but outside, basically, the first 15 minutes and then sporadic pieces throughout the movie, it's not a war movie. It's, you know, it's, I don't know what you would call it. It's, it's based in World War II, but it's not a war movie. The first 15 minutes of it, the landing on Omaha Beach, uh, I wasn't there, but I've seen interviews with guys that were there, and they said that even that was to them the most realistic cinema portrayal of the beach landings that they'd ever seen. 
Um, so when those guys say that it's pretty real, you have to go with that. And, and I've heard that from a lot of people that Saving Private Ryan um, was as close to the beach landing at Normandy than, than anyone's ever done. So uh, it is a great movie. I, I, it, to me, it's not necessarily a war movie. It's a great movie based during World War II. Does that make sense? Um, Lone Survivor. Um, that's just one of the best movies, regardless of genre. To me, to me, that's a top 10 favorite movie of mine that I've ever seen. Um, I just, I love Lone Survivor. I, I think they did a phenomenal job. Um, for me, you know, there was a lot of people that mentioned a lot of different things. You could have mentioned a bunch of them. Um, recent movies, Hacksaw Ridge was a really, really good good movie that was based on the battle of okinawa actually um you know for me i would say i would have to go you know lone survivor is just it's a great movie but you know take lone survivor out of it it's a toss-up between apocalypse now and platoon um for different reasons um platoon i think is probably the best actual just war movie that i've seen uh but apocalypse now you're talking about the Vietnam war and how fucked up the Vietnam war was. And they brought that to life. Um, you know, the character that Brando plays, it was loosely based on several different people, but I mean, there are a lot of people that lost their minds over there, you know? And, and so yeah, apocalypse now was a great one as well. So you know, I have fun with these. They're they're great little questions, and I know that I'm going to get blasted in the comments. And it is what it is. It's it's fun. We're supposed to have fun with it. Um, but yeah. Um, let's see here. One percent says I've heard World War II vets say that the two best depictions of the landing are the longest day. The longest day is a great one too. I almost I almost put that one on there. That's a great movie. And Saving Private Run both capture the chaos of it. My dad's favorite, um, and our dads are probably, you know, our, my, our, your dad's probably the same age as my dad would have been, um, or around that probably. Um, my dad's favorite war movie was The Bridge Over River Kwai. Have you ever seen that one? Oh, we might have lost Clover. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm on mute. I don't think so. Oh, it, it's it's a World War Two about the. Uh, the Japanese uh, side of the Pacific side of the war and all that. But uh, that was my dad's favorite was bridge of a uh, river Kwai. So um, yeah. Uh, Defense dad says my grandpa led a mine clearing unit in world war two and was a purple heart recipient. And the only time I ever saw him cry was during Schindler's list. Now Schindler's list is a whole to me. Schindler's list is a whole nother genre. Once again, incredible movie based on the war, and it has moments of the war, but I wouldn't call it a war movie, but there are some people that say that might be the greatest movie ever. Um, you know, um, it was, it came out in a time when I was probably a teenager in, or something like that, and I don't remember liking it too much, but it was probably slow. I probably didn't really understand everything that was in that. Um, but yeah, um, 
Elder says, I met a woman in my neighborhood. She was a colonel in the army, a nurse. She pulled a live grenade out of a guy's arm. I cleaned her solar panels the other day for her. A live grenade out of someone's arm. That's interesting. Uh, holy shit. There you go. Um, you know, see. we've totally overlooked the, the, the most awesome war movie of all time. Are you going to say Navy SEALs? No, I'm going to say in the Army now. Oh, God. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of like that movie. Uh, for obviously stupid reasons. I, Water, boys. I, I, don't, I don't like Polly Shore, but that's probably that. And the one that he goes, he's the girl goes to college out in L.A. from the farm. Son-in-law. Those are I, I enjoy both those movies for stupid reasons, but yeah, um, in the army now, yeah, yeah. I tell you, once again, you're not t- you're talking about different war movies. One of my uh, my favorite, I enjoy. It's, it's one of those I don't see very often, so when it does come on, I watch it. And it's not a war movie at all, uh, but it's about the Naval Academy. It's called Annapolis, and it's with um, oh shit, what's his name? Um, Oh, he's the weird dude. Uh, Franco, James Franco. Uh, this before he kind of went weird, but uh, that's a good one. There's a lot. There's a lot of. There's a lot of great movies out there that I like for different reasons, and in the army now is one of them for one of those. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you another movie. I just watched it last uh, last week, uh, and I had hadn't seen it in a while. Uh, was Jarhead with Jake Gyllenhaal, and that's a great movie. And I'll say this about that movie: I don't dislike him. I just don't particularly care for Jamie Fox. He's just yeah. not one of these guys that does much for me. But he was either. phenomenal in that movie. He played a great staff sergeant. In that so, movie. what's the one with the like very early movie? One of his first with the Hawkeye guy. Jeremy who? Jeremy Reiner or whatever. Yeah, with who? It, it was it was a war movie. Hurt Locker. That's Hurt Locker, it's right? Like, you know, yeah, with Jeremy Renner was Hurt Locker. Yeah, the, Hurt Locker. the EOD yeah. guy. Yeah, EOD yeah, yeah, guy. yeah, 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 yeah. Great movie good. as well. That was pretty good. I that liked was it. Really good. Yeah, F and H says does Down Periscope count as a war movie? Um, sure, why not? Um, yeah. sure, but yeah, Hurt Locker was really good. Hunt for Red October. Um, Hunt for Red October. Love that uh Crimson Tide was a great movie with Denzel yep. and Gene Hackman. Yeah. Uh great movie. Yeah, there's, there's just there's so many of them. Remember, remember speaking of Gene Hackman, uh Bat Two One. That was Gene Hackman, wasn't it? Was it Gene Hackman? I think so, wasn't it? I think so. I think it was. It's been a so. long time since I've seen that. I think so. Long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Gene Hackman, uh uh Danny Glover, Jerry Reed, yeah. Yep, long time. Oh, he just says Tora, Tora, Tora. Absolutely. Yeah. Tora, Tora, Tora is a good one. Uh, Patton, you know, Patton, I'm assuming he's talking about the one with George C. Scott. Uh, Great movie. To me, a little slow. When I think war movie, I think action. I just think action. Um, Hamburger Hill type, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Patton well, was a great movie, but it was more about Patton and not necessarily about the action. Yeah. So that's just me. 
you know. Well, when we, we fell down the same trap tonight that we fell down before talking about this, when we talk talking modern stuff, because then you yeah. get into Braveheart, you get into 300, yeah. you get into. Absolutely. So it's These like, are still war movies. They're not they, World War II and, yeah. and later. Yeah. Yeah. You say war movies, and especially there are some. Um, um, Civil War movies that are great up there. Well, I was thinking like I was thinking like there. Asian or you know what I oh, mean. Yeah. Like uh, oh, yeah. I don't I don't know what the yeah, a lot of the is, uh, samurai know. movies and all that. Sure, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, now I'm going to give you a little guilty pleasure, um, and you can judge me, and people out there can judge me. I don't give a shit. Um, not the cartoon version, but the one that came out a couple years ago of mulan did you ever see that one i prefer the cartoon but yeah okay so i i prefer the live version and gently please the emperor and all that yeah yeah um but that was it was uh, pretty good it was pretty good i enjoyed that movie yeah yeah it was pretty good yep (laughs) i think one thing that that gets me with mulan if you've ever watched the tv series once upon a time Mm -hmm. uh Mulan is a lesbian and um, is in love with Sleeping Beauty. So once that happened, because that kind of happened in between the cartoon and the live version, yeah. that tainted, I think, the live version. Have you seen that version, Once Upon a like, Time became woke? <laughs> oh, Once Upon a Time is like any <laughs> other ABC TV show. It oh, was I get woke it. from the time. We stopped it, watching it after. It was woke before two. there was such a thing as woke. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. And yeah. I don't mind it. I'll use I'll use a Seinfeld term that I love and I use all the time since I've been watching Seinfeld, which is not that there's anything wrong with that. If there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I just get sick and tired of woke stuff all the time. So I don't pay much um, attention to it, to be honest with you. Not anymore. Yeah, we 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 watched Once Upon a Time. That was kind of ten years ago, at least probably the first season. And I'm gonna say we actually watched the first two seasons of it, mm-hmm. yeah. and then it started getting weird. And I was just like, okay, I'm out. Like, you know, I, you you would have to be a pretty big Disney fan and really pay attention to a lot of the Disney cartoons and stuff. Yeah, um, because they. Oh, I knew all the characters. I just it, it just got, got to the point of the, the storyline well, just went weird. You know, they got it. Well, they just they basically played the storyline out, and then they reversed the storyline, which is right. really weird. Yeah. Um, it, it was almost like you played the first few seasons backwards. <laughs> so, I might be the only one, but my favorite character was Rumble Stiltskin in that. Uh, oh. I Whoever played that yeah. did great. He was yeah, great. I love, he was like the character you love to hate type. Thing. Exactly. He was, he was no like doubt. almost perfect. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Marcus says, anybody psyched up for Top Gun 2? I am. Bit. I've been waiting for a, a couple bit. years. Um, and if you're my age or around my age, Top Gun meant something to you back when you were growing up. Whether you like Tom Cruise or not, now uh, Top Gun was was huge. Um, so yes, I am psyched. I've been waiting two years for it. So yeah, I, I, I'm, it's supposed to come out next month. So we'll see. Um, but so yeah, Big Al, I, I'm going to go see it for sure. Big Al says enemy at the gate. So we were talking yep. about like old yep. war movies. What about future yep. war movies? Yeah. And, uh, like starship troopers, for example. Okay, sure. Um, okay. Would you like to know more? I would, uh, not really. No. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what I thought. That's what yeah. happened. Remember that? Remember that was always their their advertising. Is they would do something, they would show something. Yeah. Would you Would you like to know more? Like to know more. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
you know, you start talking about war movies and some of the Star Wars movies could be considered war movies to a certain extent. Could be. You know, more of a Western, you know, a space Western. That's what it was intended to be. That's what it's intended to be. But there are some war aspects with, you know, Empire and and all that. I think Rogue One might come the closest to Rogue One. I think Rogue One is my favorite outside of the original three. Uh, Rogue One and and, and Solo were my two favorite. Uh, And Solo. Yeah. Was good, but Rogue One, man, best of Rogue all time, was great. Best of all times, Empire, without a doubt. I, I agree. Empire, then the original, then uh, Return Jedi. of the Jedi, and then I would probably say Rogue One. Rogue One. And, yeah. and honestly, Rogue One, and this sounds, and I know this is blasphemy. Rogue One's pushing Return of the Jedi. Um, um I think so. There was there was just movie. way too much Jim Henson in Return of the Jedi, and I know that that. Yeah. You know, like the whole Jabba scenes weren't enough, and then we get into freaking yeah. Ewoks, and it's like, why couldn't they right. been on a why couldn't they been on a planet full of Wookies? That would have been way more interesting. <laughs> that would have been badass. Yeah, yeah. Flags yeah. of Our Fathers. Uh, that was an East Clint Eastwood, I believe. Uh, that was a great one. Um, does anybody watch Yellowstone? Absolutely. One of my. It's it's yeah, great. I tell you what, I'm watching right now. Uh, and it's on Hulu if you guys are uh, watch Hulu. Um, so you guys remember the American Crime Story a couple years ago that was the OJ thing, right? Did you ever watch that, Clove? No. The the documentary on the OJ case. It was great. Sarah Paulson. Um, they had um, David Schwimmer. I mean, it was it was wonderful. It was great. Same people. Um, have done now called America Crime. So it's a 10 episode. I'm on episode number four and it's called impeachment. And uh, the executive producer is Monica Lewinsky and it's the Clinton Lewinsky uh, thing. And it's fascinating. Uh, there is um, I'm on episode four and I'm hooked. It's great. Uh, but there is, there is um a scene and, and it's so funny because we look back and this is like 1997 98 99 and all that um and you look back and there's a scene with kenneth star and he's talking with his staff and about do we have enough to take this to congress for impeachment this that and the other you know is the evidence there and they're going around this table of like six or seven of other attorneys and they're kind of giving their opinions and he looks over and he and it's this young kid, probably early mid twenties, you know, whatever. And he says, Kavanaugh, what do you think? And it was Brett Kavanaugh, you know, his character. And you forget that Kavanaugh was part of the Kenneth Starr investigative team. He says, Kavanaugh, what do you think? And, and it was just like, holy crap, like that's Brett Kavanaugh's character, you know, and you forget that you know he's a Supreme Court justice now, but you forget that he's got his big break on the Kenneth star team, you know, it's kind of one of those things. It's kind of interesting. Um, Sarah Paulson plays Linda trip and I didn't know it. Like I've watched three episodes and I finally had to go and say, who the hell is playing Linda trip? She's doing a great job, but it doesn't look like anyone I've ever seen. And I, it's Sarah Paulson. I was like, they did a phenomenal makeup job on Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Uh, Cause I didn't know it was her. Uh, it was great, but yeah. 
anybody mentioned we were soldiers? No, not yet. Um, that was a good one. And you could have gone with like a series. Obviously, Band of Brothers would have been up there if you did like, you know, a series, TV series on it. But uh, yeah. Um, so anyways, let's close this out. Um, Saving Private Ryan is leading at 49%. Like I said, 1.3 thousand votes. Saving Private Ryan, 49%. Black Hawk down 20%. Platoon at 12. Lone Survivor 10 and apocalypse now is nine. So for my taste, lone survivors at ten percent. So that means ninety percent of you are wrong. Um, just saying. But uh, no, uh, saving private Ryan overwhelmingly, almost with fifty percent of the vote, with forty nine percent of the vote. So there you go. There are polls for this week. There'll uh, be a couple more coming out. Like I said, every Thursday, every Saturday, and every Monday morning at ten a.m. over in our YouTube community tab. So go check those out. Um, and what the fuck are you talking about here? I was just being funny. Is that a real thing? It probably is. Honestly. I think it. I think it is. Yes, I think. Wow. I think so. I, yeah, you know how they they play on everything oh, nowadays yeah. in that Absolutely. industry. So yeah, it probably is, but. That's been a thing ever since that movie came out. People have twisted it. So, Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, that's funny. That's funny. Um, so tonight we're going to talk about being gear junkies. And I'm not saying that Clover is one. He may not fit into this, but I think in certain aspects he is. Define gear. Um, that's what I've been well, thinking about. That's, that you that's what we're going to talk about is there are so many different ways to go down this. Uh, I'm definitely a gear junkie on most of the avenues that we could go down, yeah. but there's gear for, you know, home defense type gear. There's for training for red dawn scenario for competitive shooting. Um, so I, I kind of did, I didn't count, um, but I kind of went around and was looking at all this different shit that I have with it. My, my office slash studio is is getting kind of cluttered. Um, I'm not going to lie, but, you know, between rifle bags and backpacks and just different kind of bags and all of that, when I say just bags, and I bet you I've probably got over 40 or 50 bags. It's just, it's it's insane. Um, holsters, that's the my biggest weakness. I, I've got damn near, I, got, I mean, it's, it's hundred, at least hundreds maybe of holsters. Um, but yeah, you start talking about, um, all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, if there are certain aspects, I'm sure that you are a gear head, uh, a gear junkie knives. Absolutely. I mean, knives, good Lord. I, I can't imagine how many knives I have or flashlights and optics and I mean, good Lord. I mean, ammo cans. I mean, you know, I mean, there's gun cases good i mean i don't know i don't tools. know it, it's stupid tools you know how many allen wrenches do you think you have i'm uh, i don't have know that there's a number to, to quantify it honestly. that's what i'm saying that's what so i'm saying let's use the infinity sign yeah, right um so yeah it, it's it's nuts so you Way see more than I use. I, I only use the ones I can't find. So for whatever yep. reason. Yep. Uh, I know when I brought up Gear Junk, you said you've been thinking about 
and in what way do I mean gear? So I want to kind of let you kind of take down what you've been thinking about and, and certain things that you find yourself collecting over the years. That's non firearm stuff, you know, because I think it's, that's kind of accessories and all that yeah. stuff that go along with it. We're talking anything that's not the actual firearm, you know? So coming from the instructor slash, you know, youth slash, you know, whatever, right. Mm -hmm. Competition yeah. type stuff. Um, right. It is range gear slash, you know, competition related gear. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that could be palm swells. That could be um, shooting gloves. That could be slings. That Sport could be bags, slings. Yeah. That could be mats. That could be tripods, body scopes, mm -hmm. ammo. Yep. Uh, um, what am I thinking? Um, ammo stands ammo blocks um you know so many different things uh yep. you know iron ear pro i mean uh at oh, one time can you imagine you know and i think i got a video out there somewhere i mean i at one time my setup for like the range is i had one big huge range bag um mm -hmm. and then i had a little smaller bag and then i had what i called the personal bag um yep. And so, like, all three of them went on any event or any major range day. And then, you know, if it was just me in the backyard or whatever, I grabbed the, mm -hmm. the personal, of course. But, um, or if we were doing, sometimes we would do practices and things here and the, the medium size one, I could grab and go with it. But, um, yeah, I mean, that thing was a hodgepodge of all sorts of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then you, um, you know, you get into certain things and I'm the type that gets into certain things and I have a tendency to go over the top with stuff. Um, but medical that led into, uh, you know, well, I've got all this range here. Oh my God. How many tourniquets you know, do I have? You what, know? you know, what about medical? And then, so my medical bags were the same way, big bag, smaller bag, you know, right. type situation, anything from, you know, surgical gear and sutures. When am I ever going to need that? Right. Uh, to, yeah, yeah to yeah. tourniquet or, or, or even simpler than that. Israeli smaller than that, where it's not even that. It's literal neosporin and band aids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, alcohol wipes, alcohol, alcohol wipes, alcohol oh wipes neosporin and band aids. I mean, seriously. Um, yeah. You know, and then, I mean, same way. Of course, this was an issue long before you know, the, the youth instructor stuff and all, but reloading gear, man. Uh, holy crap, but the tools, that falls somewhat into tools as well, but um, mm. you know, holy crap at the things to, you know, and I'm not talking about tools specifically for working on stuff around the house or, you know, a vehicle, but, you know, some of them will cross over, but, you know, I've got to have, even though I've got a complete set of wrenches in the shop that I use for working on a truck, uh, that could yeah. be used for gunsmithing or anything else. I've got to have a whole separate mm -hmm. set basically for like this set's used for this. And it's like, yep. why, why? It's just because it's handy and it's on a rack right there where all my stuff is at. Right. And that's, I don't have to go and get this or get that. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, reloading is anything from basic hand tools to some power tools. I mean, drill press and some other things to reloading specific. Yeah, so yeah. that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm glad that I don't do the reloading because I'd go all in and I'd probably have, I mean, 
there's no time, well you know that that also extends to and here's the beautiful thing is that also extends to brass primers powder and lead and projectiles and molds and other components and everything you need so in times like right now <laughs> uh having that sickness years ago um pays off you're like oh crap cool i got you know thousands of primers on hand and many pounds of powder and many thousands of rounds of brass and other stuff and you know it's like i can make it through a really long drought with uh, maybe even forever with what i've got yeah um buck up there says do you have an olight flashlight no and i yeah, won't have an olight flashlight i'm a big fan of streamlight i got some surefire stuff i got uh, i got a couple la police gear flashlights that are awesome uh, my my brand of choice is streamlight yeah yeah i'm a streamlight whore as well i i um i was having a conversation i think over the weekend i think with uh i think with wes maybe it was how's wes doing and doing good and um i think that's who it was anyway and uh, the whole thing with with shields and stuff come up, yeah. and uh, you know, Streamlight is one thing I can point to and go, "Call me a shield if you want." But you I've want. been a, I've been a Streamlight fan forever. I was tickled yeah. when, you know, I was given the opportunity to work with them. That relationship has turned out to be a great relationship, and I don't lose one bit of sleep at night pimping out a, a Streamlight because they are freaking solid. I love them uh, and whatever. And the only reason. I would have an Olight. I would never take an Olight from Olight. But if, let's say G-Webs got six and decided to, for whatever reason, send me one in a package or you get what I'm saying, right? Uh, but the only reason I would even have an Olight um, would be to do a comparison between it and a Streamlight. That'd be it. Be the only reason. I'd try to destroy that thing too. Probably after <laughs> I showed that the Streamlight was better. <laughs> yeah. you know um so let's out there a couple of people are saying but let's out there tell me your one guilty pleasure of gear slash accessories what's the one thing that you guys out there have gone nuts on and have a little problem because we all have problems with certain things um i'll go into my problems here holsters knives um flashlights among them um battle belts plate carriers I got, I got i got i got a lot of problems uh but what are what are your problems out there what are the one or two things that you guys really have found to be uh collecting without being a collector if you will uh elder says vietnam era goodies that'd be kind of cool um you know the surplus game I, I i like surplus stuff i love going to surplus stores and i actually one of the first things i asked you yesterday was at wanamaker they have a huge corner downstairs of surplus last couple of times have been really really light and that was one of the first things i asked clover how was a surplus and he said it was pretty good this time so i'm upset that i couldn't go to that um but yeah there's a lot of stuff out there surplus stuff's good the vietnam era stuff's pretty cool um warsaw says rope and paracord i've got a shit ton of paracord uh yeah, I mean, I guess I have a lot of it for specific reasons, but yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, sure. Um, let's see here. Let's go down here. Defense Dad says he collects collects specialty tools. He has 14 different hammers alone. I didn't know that there were 14 different types of hammers, but... Um, yeah, there are. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. 
What's this? I wonder um, what his favorite hammer is. All right, so defense that. What's your favorite hammer? Mine is a framing hammer. You just can't beat a big honking framing hammer. I like the way the claw is designed. I just there's something about a framing hammer. That's I think a framing hammer. I did like a top five zombie weapons, you know. And I think a framing hammer. I think it made that list, if I'm not mistaken. I just love a freaking framing hammer. It's amazing. Hmm, that's interesting. Warsaw says boots. Yeah, I got a bunch of shit ton of boots. Oh shit. Yeah, boots are See, good. I'm not, a, I'm not a shoes guy. I just, you know what I'm saying? Footwear type guy. I'm, I am. I'm not a. Now, shirts. Obviously, I'm a sucker for retro cartoon, whatever. Yes, you are. And you've gotten into the whole um, cargo slash tactical pants game. I have. Um, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, Beretta has ruined me. <laughs> on vests uh i've been on beretta uh, unfortunately doesn't make any other style vests that i like yeah but um man there's just something about a vest uh, maybe it's getting older i don't know maybe uh i you know burt from tremors is rubbing off on me i don't know what the deal is <laughs> um, right. but there's something about a vest and having all the pockets you know what i mean and yeah. stuff it's like i'm on the lookout for other vests after getting that one from beretta i love that thing <laughs> Yep. It's like the cargo pants that you wear on your, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. No, it's the I same it. scenario. There's there's pockets everywhere. It's just awesome. Yep, I get it. Um, the fences is also a watch junkie. Uh, to a certain extent, I am too. I wasn't Unfortunately, one I have, I have expensive taste in watches, so yeah. I can't be too much of a junkie because I can't afford to be a watch junkie uh, because the watches that I like are... Several hundred extreme. bucks at least. Yeah. yeah. I've got a couple that are... A couple a few thousand yeah i uh, get it but i mean several hundred oh, at least oh, oh yeah the watches that i like the, yeah. The, the yeah two or three hundred dollars would be the cheapest thing that i'd probably yeah, i did wear a watch for a couple of years you know my, my daughter got one for me this is gosh a long time ago my daughter got me like a green um kind of a uh oh what's the brand that everyone likes the hundred dollar g-shock is a g-shock knockoff for a walmart knockoff she got it for like 25 bucks. And she was like 16 years old when she bought it. So, I mean, what the hell? It was awesome. And I wore it for a couple of years. And you know what? That $25, year, $25 watch lasted two or three years. Still, yeah. And I could probably still put it on. I got it still. And I still probably put, it on, put, it, probably put a battery in it. And it worked just fine. So, I've big. got, I've got, you know, $1,000 watches that no longer run. And I've yeah. got $10 watches that still do. It's like, uh, yeah. normal. Now Warsaw's just being crazy. He says another thing as far as gear, but it's sunscreen and water. That's that's not gear, bro. Gears not sunscreen and water. Sorry. It is what it is. They're essentials, but they're not gear. Um let's see here. Rich White's an O light shill. He says the flash that I use most is O light I3T. Got it from Obnox obnoxious. We know obnoxious is a shill for O light, so uh that's all good i just i've been asked several times and i will not not go down the o light road because yeah. uh you're not going to tell me what i can and can't do and that i have to do certain things on certain days at certain times i don't play that game so um yeah i i'm fine with my lights that i already have and will continue to have so 
Marcus says, I try and match up all my toys with all the correct time period accessories, especially World War II, World War One, British, American, Vietnam. That's that's pretty cool. You remember those we were growing up and I had one called Iwo Jima and it was a plastic, probably two or three foot high mountain. It was Iwo Jima. But you remember the old plastic wax, plastic army guys? Oh, yeah. man. I bet you I had 10,000. Oh, yeah, at least growing yeah. up, at least, yeah. you know, a lot of them died a horrible death due to they did indeed. Squad, but yeah, they did in- or strapped to bottle rockets or something. Yeah. Yeah, we did some very uh, inhumane military testing on those guys, for sure. But, you know, here's the thing. There literally was like five different variations or something. Like, that was yeah. it. That was it. That was it. That was, was, was all you got. Like, it was five. Mm-hmm. That was all. That's what was beautiful when, you know, you had started getting G.I. Joes and stuff. Is like yeah. they could do different poses and fit in vehicles and all kinds yeah, of you cool had the things. mortar guy you had the rifleman i mean there was like yeah the, was mine, like the minesweeper was, guy the guy with the rifle over his head the guy yep. on the ground in prone yeah. yeah there was about five or six and that was it uh yep. tj's out there this is good off work if you want to join now, you got a link in your email so jump on in if you want to tj we're talking gear junkie stuff so now something i've seen i don't know if you've seen these especially with 3d printers i could imagine there are more of them out there on the market, but I was in Hobby Lobby one day and I saw something cool. These were not plastic. These were cast, you know, some type of a uh, plaster or something, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But they had the set of army men that were like 12 inches tall. Oh, really? The same they, guys? But just, yeah, the same ones the old school were used to, the five or six or whatever they were. But, I mean, they were like 15 bucks a piece or something. And I was like, man. That's, yeah, you know what? I, that's cool, though. I was like, oh, If somebody man, wants to send some of those to me, feel free, yeah, guys. Right. You know, and right. I'll put them on display because that'd be and cool every, as hell to have. Now, every now and then, if you're familiar with Hobby Lobby, they rotate out. They're like 40 50% off. And every yeah. now and then they put that section 40 or 50 percent off and they wouldn't be but like, you know, seven or eight bucks. A piece. You can find some Chinese versions of them, you know, on Amazon. Like I said, I would be willing to bet if you, I would be willing to bet if you hit up eBay or something, there yeah. is somebody that's 3D printing those. Oh, that's I true, too. To bet. Yeah, that's true, too. I didn't think about I'm that's call. one of the first things. If oh, I ever. Hey, I'm not worried about your ghost gun. Can you bill me my army guys for me? Yeah, <laughs> I'm well. You know, I've been hollering I'm going to get a 3D printer forever, and I still haven't got it. But I can promise you that as of right now, that's going to be one of the first things I tackle when I get one. It's probably making some big, you know, 12-inch or something-sized army, man. Even 6-inch or 8-inch would be awesome, you know? Yeah, just something big that, you know, set up on a shelf that you could actually see from across the room really well. And it's like, whoa, that's freaking cool. It is cool. Pat Hurst says, my first LED flashlight was a stream light. Still have it and still works great 13 years later. Yep. There might be, there, there is better, uh, there is better stuff than a stream light. Let's be honest. You can spend a lot of money on stuff like that. Yeah. Bang for the buck. You're not going to beat stream light. Well, even some of the stream light is really expensive. Well, yeah, yeah. But I'm just talking like, yeah. you know, you can, you can get some stream light for 100, 150 bucks. Yeah. Um, but they're gonna they're gonna be great. Uh mandatory carry says cold weather gear. I I tend to agree. I have a lot of hoodies, but I, cold weather gear like Gore-Tex stuff, sure. Um, absolutely. Man, they had a ton of cold weather stuff at uh I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear at, it. At Wanamaker. That's what I was telling you. 
those cold weather or whatever parkas or whatever man yeah. golly and i when am i gonna wear one in texas but they were freaking mm. cool yeah i love that shit and they didn't have anything the last couple but whatever maybe may november they'll still have some left uh gary says he does love his olights but has a soft spot for the mag light mag lights got some good stuff as well sure yep mag lights og man og uh pat her says flashlights and ammo my two weaknesses i wouldn't really call ammo because we all have that weakness um i would call that gear but i i, I see where you're going with that um tj i think you a lot like those uh, i end up with a lot of random ar pipes like a lot <laughs> how many charging handles do i have i don't even want to know how many firing pit i don't even want to know you know how many grips so- i don't want to know uh, an opportunity to advertise something. I've got like 10 or 12 uh, CMMG charging handles for the 22. They're 22 charging handles. If anybody needs those, please get with me. Um, I came into like 10 or 12 of those, and it's like, I, I don't know what I'll ever do with them, but they're Were they here. in the back of some guy's pickup and you just saw them? Took they're like them? here yeah, in a box. I, I had somebody, I had a buddy that gave them to me. He's like, here, you yeah. need to mess around with guns and blah, 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 blah. Maybe you'll use them. I'd use a single one. So so Defense Dad's favorite hammer says it's cheap, but his cobalt framing hammer is a go-to. So he likes a good framing hammer. Yep. That uh, sounds that, like I think Porter that's exactly the hammer what you're talking about. That's he just exactly. I think that's exactly the hammer that I'm talking about that I got is a big old cobalt framing hammer. It's got mm-hmm. the little groove with the magnet on the head of it. Defense dad, that's the one you got. That's the one I got. Anyway, one percent says Clover's going to be the Paul Harrell of shooting this. I yeah. think that he'd probably take Why that. Why not? It's too hot to wear his jackets, his shooting jackets around here. I couldn't do that. Yeah. But. I'm almost that way with a Beretta gear that I Beretta vest you, sweater. You I've enjoy got. it. No, you I enjoy wear it. those on almost every single video. Absolutely. Marcus says baseball caps with gun companies. Yeah. I'm just a baseball cap guy in general. It doesn't matter what logo. I, I've got to do a giveaway for caps eventually. I when I was in high school, I had after you know when Bull Durham came out. I had me a, a Durham Bulls hat, and I love it. And there for a few years, I collected. I'm, I'm a, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm a huge baseball guy. Okay, um, I know that baseball's boring, but it's it's my game. Um, I'm a, I'm a huge baseball guy, but I collected old time like Brooklyn Dodgers, uh, the old Cincinnati Reds, the New York Giants hats, uh, old school White Sox hats. Uh, the old school kind of throwback hats. But then I also collected there for a while, a lot of minor league hats after bull Durham, I started collecting minor league hats. Don't know where they are now, which I had, I probably had 40 or 50 minor different minor league hats. Uh, if I had those, man, I'd start wearing the hell out of those. Um, my head's probably too big. I wouldn't fit them anymore, but they're all fitted hats. But yeah, I'm, I understand the hat thing for sure. Um, Mandatory carry says there's at least five pieces of cold weather gear that I want. Is uh, must be Pat Hurst. There's Pat. About time, Pat showed up. All right, here we go. Armistice and podcast. What's up, Pat? <laughs> no, not much. <laughs> <laughs> 
damn, and it's even been like three weeks since I called in. <laughs> I know. I just we had a, we had to take a guess. I'm gonna go ahead and put your. I've got your thing for you on the phone, Patrick. Should we go? Oh, yep, yep. There you go. There yeah. you go. What's up, bud? Uh, oh yeah, just uh, talking about the gear and everything on there. Um, as far as uh, I, I guess, I kind of meant the ammo is kind of more of a oh kind of thing that you collect just because you kind of want. Sure. No, I was just joking. Absolutely. Yeah. Ammo's definitely on that list. Yeah. Um, I I know it's not like one of those things as far as gear, but I threw it in there because it was like shotgun shells. Like I've got the old paper and uh, some of the, when they first came out with the plastics on shotgun Mm -hmm. shells, 12, 20 and 16. And so, yeah, I I, I collect a little bit of that ammo. Now, one thing with ammo is like ammo storage. There's one thing like yeah, I've like got. the foldable Molly cases and, you know, different types yep. of ammo cases. And uh, what am I thinking? Mm-hmm. Like bandoliers and the kind yep. that goes on your butt stock that you put the ammo I'm in. Lie, I have oh, little moly. buckets. I have wow. buckets now because I just yeah. put them in a bucket, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I've got a lot of that stuff too. It's just any way you can put ammo on a gun or yourself or in a box or a storage mm. container. Yeah, I'm I'm really horrible about that too. It's like, oh, that's kind of a neat way to do that. I think I'll buy it. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ammo storage is a big one. Um, I tell you, one in the last well, it's coming up on five years. It'll be five years in June, I believe, my five-year anniversary on YouTube. But in the last five years, something I never thought you'd hear me say is I'm a collector of tripods. And I'm not talking about shooting tripods, like camera tripods. Um, never thought you'd ever hear me say that I'm a collector. I'm, I'm not collecting. I just use them when they break, but I, I don't ever throw them away because I can use them for different things. I've got more tripods than any human should have, honestly. Um so yeah, tripods another piece of gear that I guess that I, I collect now. I don't know. Oh yeah, well sure. You just never know the right height or the angle or the width. Or is it high wind? Is it low wind? Is, yep. Are you sitting this up on top of a brick wall or is it down on the ground? Or now, I've got some that like some of the legs break, but they still like the 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 top part of the extended legs still are all working good so that okay so there's my three foot camera stand you know or whatever you know uh yeah i've got tripods out the ass I probably need to go through some of those <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, i'm sure there's uh things that everybody collects collects that they don't think they have enough of but they've got way more than what they need. <laughs> flashlights For and sure. knives. I'm sitting here just looking at my desk and I've got four flashlights and probably seven or eight knives just sitting right here on my desk. And it's like, why do I have eight knives just sitting on my desk? I don't understand why I do that, but I do. Who knows? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's to each their own on what they think they need. And, you know, yep. So so. Sizzle. Yeah, not a big deal. So yeah. we, we all spend our money on different things. So yeah. yeah, definitely can't fault anybody for doing that. Well, that's so. the thing is, is you. I just look around, just just what I can see right now. I'm I'm seeing. I don't even want to count how many thousands of dollars of stuff that you just sit there and say, God, over the years, how much money have I spent on shit that's just sitting here in the corner right now? 
Because at the time, every purchase made sense to me. And yep. 10, 15 years, whatever it is later, 20 years, you know, he was like, God, I still got stuff. From oh, somebody, once I'm dead and gone, at that point. Yeah. once I'm dead and gone, I, I don't know who it'll be. I don't know if it'll be my wife, I don't know if it'll be my kids, grandbabies, great-grandbabies. I don't know, right? But mm-hmm. somebody's going to have a garage sale, not sell it an auction, a state auction, or, or get top dollar for anything. Somebody's going to have just a random yard sale. Selling shit for a dollar. And, become, yeah. and become wealthy. I kid you not. Yes. No, absolutely. Just no off doubt. of junk I've got in buildings and boxes. But here's the, the cool thing. So, Pat, jump in on this, too. Have you ever been going through your stuff? This is the thing about about hoarding gear hoarding goodies whatever it might be right and having the obsession every time that i go through boxes and things it's like christmas i find something i forgot i had oh sure and i love that feeling and i think that's what fuels the obsession is because i love that feeling i found guns i found all kinds of stuff digging so i was going through a backpack um i got there's just backpacks that's one of my big vices uh but i was going through a backpack open it up and i had to open it up in, in probably three years and i'm looking through it and i've got like three whole i've got i'm looking at it right now i see two unopened rifle cleaning kits three gun hoppies those little hoppies cleaning kits or like the, the small ones i used to carry mm-hmm. cleaning kits a bunch of them with me to the range in case people needed to clean their gun for whatever reason and I'm, I'm just looking at these cleaning kits that are just unopened just unopened just sitting over there that i've had for years that you know i guess cleaning kits would probably be one of my things also i, mean, I, got, I got a lot of vices apparently and and uh, it's not always a good thing <laughs> <laughs> no I hear you because I, i'm i'm about the same way on backpacks because i oh, i'm in stupid. i'm looking in my uh, man closet here, what I call it anyway. And uh, uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six backpacks of varying different sizes with camel backs and just set up mm-hmm. many different ways. And it's just like, and, and they're all full. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, see, here's the thing is, is, is I have backpacks for different specific things. I mm-hmm. have one for going to the range with a pistol, one going to the range with a rifle, going to the range with this, that, and the other. One of them is going to the range for other people stuff, like extra hearing protection, extra eye protection, extra, you know, first aid yep. kits. You're talking about trauma kits. You're talking about turning. I mean, all sorts. I mean, I've got backpacks for all of these things. Um, I just can't stop buying backpacks. And, and Clover knows this. How many backpacks have I bought at Wanamaker at that $25 backpack table? I always right. have to find a reason to buy a backpack there. You're almost as bad as I am. I mean, they good backpacks, yeah. knives and backpacks. Everyone walks yep. away with some cool guns for Wanamaker. I leave Wanamaker and I have five knives and three backpacks with me. And it's like, what? why? But I can't help myself. I cannot help myself. Yeah. Well, but they are good for storage. So, I mean, if if you want to set something up just for a specific thing, yeah, man, that works great because you can just throw all that stuff in one backpack. Mm. You know where it's at, and you can just grab it and go. 
Absolutely. And something else that I collect that um, my grandpa actually had, and Clover's going to get a kick out of this. I've got from the 1960s the Outers shotgun cleaning rod, three piece jointed wood rod. Oh, wow. Cleaning kit, one that has been used by my grandpa. And one that is still in the box and still in the plastic, never used. Wow. That, uh, I, I bet you Clover kind of knows what some of that stuff is worth. It's probably worth, possibly. Yeah, I don't know, but it, it's it's definitely worth something. Old, um, you know, all the old gear. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially, yeah. that's a good place to go to Wanamaker. There's a lot of guys that collect and sell and trade you know a lot of that old gear old ammo and old gear and advertising and just all kinds of weird old things yeah. like that and it, it, it brings good stuff. money you would you would be surprised my wife was up in the attic we have them in the attic i can't 10 years probably uh we don't really keep much in the attic but she was up there looking doing something i don't know and i was down there looking like what the hell are you doing you know blah blah, blah. And she goes, hey, there's some shotguns and rifles up here. I'm like, what? And I'd forgotten. There's probably three or four shotguns, old shotguns and rifles of my grandpa. I don't even know what they are. I mean, there's no telling what they are. But they've been in the attic for 10 plus years. And I totally forgot. She goes, yeah, there's a shotgun right here. There's a couple more over there. There's a couple rifles over there. I'm like, holy shit, I forgot about those. I need to go bring them down and see what I got. You never know what I got, you know? That's true. I I did the same thing uh, when my uh, grandpa passed away, um, along with those cleaning kits and yeah. stuff that I got from him. I got oh uh, a gun rack that locks up and everything that was his originally that he bought when he was like twenty twenty two somewhere right around in there, and his uh, all of his shotguns. And stuff, so I kind of put that on display as it was in his house. Nice. So just to, just to remind me of him, you know, sure. and I try to keep all of his stuff that I got from him in that deal all locked up. Absolutely. So, no, it's it's really cool. It's Absolutely. really cool. Yeah, we all have our vices for sure, and all yep. that stuff. Everything else good with you? Family's good. Yeah, family's doing really good. Uh, just been super busy, uh, getting ready to just start in on the planting and stuff. Yeah, it's that soon. time of year, so, isn't it? What's that? It's that time of year. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. Finally, <laughs> finishing up with the cows and getting ready to start planting. So, right. yeah, about ready to get even busier. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's part of it, you know. It's part of it. Yep. Yep, for sure. Sounds so, good. But anyway, well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. I definitely appreciate talking about our vices and our collecting habits. <laughs> We've all got them. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, all right. Well, you and Clover have a good one tonight. All right, bro. All right. You be good. Later, Pat. Right. Later, guys. Later. Bye. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I didn't think about this. and I don't have a ton of them, but I've got more than I should. Multi-tools. I have a buddy of mine that has probably got hundreds of multi-tools. That's his vice. It's not my, I, I've got more than I need, more than I should, but it's not one of those. Like when I go to Walmart and I see a multi-tool on sale, I'm not buying them all over the place. 
like other things that I would buy, you know, like, oh, I'll just buy six of them. Why? Because they're on sale. You know, uh, I got a buddy of mine that is that way. Um, but yeah, now G was brings up a great question, Clover. He said, what is the value of a good knife or watch if and when you need to trade it for food, gas, et cetera, versus carrying the cheapest thing you can buy? So, <clears throat> I mean, I, I think this is something that we can probably dive into for a little bit. I think that everyone's going to have whatever their obsession and, and addiction is in collecting or just not collecting, but just they like to buy them. I can speak for this. Let's just take knives. I'm holding one. Like this one probably cost me six, seven dollars, right? Cheap knife. It gets what I need to get done. Stuff that we buy, we obviously have expensive ones, but they're not ones that I would use every day um, because they're expensive or whatever, or watches or whatever. But yeah, I think that everyone's if if, if they collect things, they're gonna have a certain percentage of what they collect that's expensive. Um, whether you don't want to use them or you're collecting them or they're display items or whatever, um, I've got some very expensive knives, but the ones that I carry around every day are cheaper ones. Uh, I don't carry this one every day. It's just sitting on my desk, but the ones that I carry every day are usually anywhere from 30 to $50. So they're on the cheaper side, but they're still more expensive than a lot of knives you can get at Walmart, but they're on the cheaper side that I know are going to work for what I need them to be. And so, yeah, I think we all have items that are very cheap, like a five or six dollar knife or a two dollar knife you can get at Walmart or whatever. You're going to have that mid level, that 50 to two, you know, 150 dollar knife. And you've got knives that are well over 200. I mean, you can go to thousands of dollars for knives. Um, so I think the value is there. If you if you collect, you're going to probably most people would think are going to have a little bit of all three of those tiers, the low level, the mid level and the high level, whether it's money or quality or whatever, I would imagine that having some of those in the situation where you need a barter, when the zombie apocalypse happens or the red dawn happens and the monetary system is non-existent, you've got to be able to barter with something. And some of those things can help you with food, gas, water, all that. So, uh, what do you think about the value of having good quality stuff if you are going to uh, collect some stuff? I think it's the same. This is going to be the same answer, basically, I give when I get chastised for having gold and silver and things like that. Sure. sure. Um, they're like, what good is that? You can't eat it. Nobody's going to want to trade you for, you know, or, you know, whatever, or do this. You know, gold and silver times are tough and this, that, and the other. So, you, you need to be thinking on two different levels. This is my opinion. Because we don't know what scenario we may be facing, right? Yeah. Um, almost certainly it's not going to be a zombie apocalypse, which would be the funnest of all scenarios, but it's probably sure. the least likely. Um, it's going to be, you know, cyber hacking and the grid goes down for a year or, you know, some silly something, right? Uh, I yeah. say silly. That's pretty major, but you get what I'm saying, right? Potentially, sure. potentially like a a, a serious, uh, like a legit pandemic or, a, you know, sure. whatever you want to call it. Um, something a, like that. Yeah. A, yeah. Like a, black plague level, Spanish flu right. level like, something. Right? Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, like legit, not, not hyped up manufactured crap. Legit. Um, so you know, in, in any of those scenarios, the <laughs> world comes back at some point, right? Yeah. You're not looking at, you know, 30 years of nuclear winter type. I mean, 
Is that a possibility? Is that a possibility? Sure. Right. But I'm just saying not all scenarios are, you know, and that well, I don't know how you put it to put it. Terminal, I guess, would be a good word. Not all scenarios sure. are terminal. So knowing that not all scenarios are terminal, do you just want things to get you by to barter to trade with to do whatever? Or do you want things that are an investment? Because as the world ramps back up, builds back mm-hmm. up, comes back into play, if you have that gold, that silver, things that are collectible, things that are have value to them, right? Yeah. Then whatever currency is used, whatever to create the wealth, you sell those for that. You become wealthy in the post-apocalyptic whatever age at that sure. point. So Absolutely. think on two different levels. Think getting getting through this, right? Should it be a temporary scenario, right? right. Think about getting through this and then and being set up somewhat on the at the end of it. Um, and then also think about <laughs> You know, something where you have to perpetually like it is a terminal situation and you're just going to survive as long as you can. But a lot of the tools and the things you need for just getting by and surviving, especially if you're like me, because for me, it's more a bug in type situation. You know, I need to invest in water filtration and to make sure that I've got well water or I can filter creek water to make sure I've got things I can hunt with, which is probably, let's be honest, if we're talking years and years and years, it's going to be archery most likely, or maybe trapping even, um, and, you know, growing, growing vegetables. So I need tools and other things. So, yeah. You brought up archery and I fell asleep. Sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just kidding. Well, no. It's no, renewable. You're right. But you're right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to try to catch up on some of these comments. So some of these were made a while ago, um, like 20, 30 minutes ago. So I'm going to catch up. My buddy Lance out there says, can you make a baby tray? I, I'm i sure there was a joke at 8-11 when that popped up. I don't remember what it was. I don't. I've um, seen that when it came in, and I didn't uh, understand it. But I, I made at least one, assuming that she's mine. But the, no, he was I'm talking about the 3D printing, printing so. is what he was okay. talking about. But Yeah, think, so G-Web said, it. FYI, the five-inch tall dudes he has made take nine hours to print. Nice. And that's something you can set before you go to bed and wake up in the morning. You've got one. Basically, that's one awesome. Of, one of the six. <laughs> one of the six. So, Assuming they didn't week, screw up, yeah. In a week, you'll have a full set. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Defense desk is what I can't understand is pocket trash EDC gear. Some dudes spend $600 on a titanium fidget dice. Get out of your mom's basement. I agree. Um, try to catch up here. Um, TJ says he's a fan of a brick hammer. And then off the X Lance on the YouTube side says, can you 3D print a baby? That's what he's talking about. Yeah, I bet you could. Um, like a Cabbage Patch Kid, you could probably 3D print one of those. Take a while, but yeah, you could probably do that very easily. Um, Defense Dad says, whatever reason, I have a thing for all white ball caps. I hardly wear a hat unless I'm shooting them. Oh, there you go. Um, Let's see here. Mandatory carries says, you know, goes one of these days, it'll be me or fix that calls in to fuck with you. Bring it on. You should call in, buddy. You should call in. 
Gary says he has an old camo mesh cap horny cap that he wore. They went from Ghost back in 2017. Still my favorite summer cap. No, I remember that hat. The old horny uh, camouflage. Yeah, I remember the old camouflage mesh horny hats. Absolutely. I had a ton of those at one point. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true for all of us now. He's a, have at least a half a dozen iPhone chargers and cords. I've got. There's no telling how many cords and chargers I have. I mean, it's stupid. But, yeah, I think we're all in that same boat now. Uh, Bark at the moon. Ozzy's here. What's up, buddy? Marcus collects all different kinds of magazines. Now, I'm assuming he's talking gun magazines or he's talking about reading magazines. Uh, Magazines definitely is one of those. Mags are definitely, especially AR and AK mags. Um, because they're kind of universal. Well, yeah, I, got I, I do have a collection of reading magazines, like uh, old hand-loaded magazines, especially that have they have load data and all that kind of stuff in them. Um, yeah, I have a, a not a huge collection, but a small collection of those. I thought you were going to say Playboy or something. I do you have I do have a few of those too, but they're like more. Mm-hmm. Some of them are still they've never been opened. Uh, interestingly enough, I got an uncle that, um, won a lifetime subscription like decades ago, like literally decades ago. Um, and he just like throwed them all in boxes and never opened them or anything. And but at one point I went up there and uh, I'm like, what are you going to do with those? He's like, yeah, whatever you want. So I researched like the movie stars and the, like, the, the female the wrestlers yep. you know what i mean yep. and i want to bring out every one of them and put them all stash them all here i'm like one of these days i'll you know ebay them or do something because you can't sell those on ebay which is weird we're both in the crazy mind the world of baseball collecting baseball cards can't tell you how many baseball cards i own um but yeah, uh, baseball cards is another one. But you know, more than I need mm-hmm. to at this point, I can tell you that much. I need to. I need to. I've got some stuff sorted that needs to get on eBay. Yeah. Um, G twenty three clips cleaning kits. Got around twenty with different brands. I mean, there's yeah, I got all sorts of cleaning. What kits. aggravates me with cleaning kits is when you lose a brush or you lose this or you lose mm-hmm. this little part out of an entire kit, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. you hate that. Yeah. It's like losing the socket out of a toolkit. It's like the whole kit, it's worthless. The set's worthless without that one, to me, without that one. No. It's like, I got to go buy another one. My wife's like, you're just missing one whatever. It's like, I'm like, yeah, but I can't, I can't handle it. Rich says he uh, might have a machete and Tom, I'm, here's a machete right there. So, yeah, yeah, machete within reach. I do too, actually. Yeah. A saw. Um, ooh, nice one. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of SOG. I think SOGs are good. A lot of people don't like SOGs. I, I'm a SOG fan. I'm not a SOG fanboy. So I, re- I respect the quality you get from SOG. You know. So pro tip: there is a lot, and I mean a lot of fake SOG out there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry. Because I actually, I have because actually I have this SOG machete. I've actually got another one. I don't know where it's at. It's in an outbuilding or maybe the toolbox in my truck. It's somewhere that is identical to this one. And it is in dimension wise, everything, right? It's identical. Like the, the handle is the same, the everything. Yeah. But you can tell by like bending it and other stuff. It is not the same quality. 
Yeah. Um, Warsaw says, got to ask you, Ghost, what's your favorite pocket knife? I don't have like a one favorite pocket knife. I will say that I, I have about three pocket folding karambits that I usually I always have at least one of them on me um, that I would say like the three or four of them that I rotate through. Um, I would say that there's not one particular that I like the best. I would say that my favorite knife pocket knife is a folding karambit. How about that? Um, do you have a favorite knife here, Clove? So the one I use the most like around the house is the one that's actually sitting here on the desk is the one you gave me actually. And I really it up. I picked it up. Yeah, I mean, I, I use it, right? Which is wow. what, is what is it? An M Tech? M Tech USA, yep. whatever that is. Um I, I love the blade design on it. I'm a I'm a stickler. That's a really deal big deal breaker for me, right? It's like the, the blade. Way. Like I, it's gotta be the blade and and also the handle to an extent. All that has to be aesthetically pleasing to me. And I'm kind of weird. I don't like serrations and crap like that for the most part. This knife does not have that. I don't know if you thought about that when you bought it for me or not. But anyway. Um Well, I, I thought about the blade because um I like certain types of blades. So I saw that and it was pleasing to my eye. I did not take in the effect yeah. that you may like it. I didn't care yeah. if you liked it or not. Nice, <laughs> nice, clean, no serrations, yeah. got a nice drop on it. It's just, it's, it's a yeah. great blade. Um, so this one is in here. I use it a lot, opening boxes and other things in here. Yeah. Um, if I go out, I usually grab, I think I paid $10. I definitely paid less than $20 for a little, yeah. It's a Kershaw, I think it's a mm. hot wire, Kershaw hot wire, I think. Mm -hmm. Walmart. Kershaw, was, man. For the for the buck, the Kershaw's tough to beat for the buck. I mean, really, it's like a know. little, it's fairly small. It's a it's a uh, assisted folder. So, you know, you flip it and it's got the spring and it'll it'll assist itself or whatever. But it is uh no, it doesn't. It have a it has a it has a flip on it, a little flip thing, and then it's spring assisted. But so anyway, that, that like the little flip knob. Yeah. But it's okay. not, um, it's not super, it's not super long and it's not super wide or anything like that. Uh, I mean, it's plenty enough to get in around a rib and, and do some damage if you needed to, but you know, it's also small. doesn't take up a lot of room. It's not heavy. So, uh, I really like it and it was cheap. You guys can't see it. Uh, but I got, I picked up a new knife last week. It's I'll go ahead and pull it out, but. I put it. I got it specifically for the the belt, but it's a little push dagger, and I like little push daggers. And this is from Urban Edge, but uh, it's a perfect size little push dagger. Um, you know, so if you have to, it just it can get people away from you. Uh, it can do a lot of things, but it's more of a self defense. Just you know, if you have to get in that close to hand to hand combat, um, little push dagger is a good one to have. But yeah. Another I'm one, knife junkie for sure. You know, I was, was talking about the fake song. This one goes earlier. on my plate carrier typically, and you know, this is a good one. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. What was that? I was like, talking about the fake song stuff earlier. Yeah. yeah, one of my one of my favorite knives, and it's actually on this table somewhere. Um, I've got a spring assisted fake song stiletto, double sided stiletto that i love i think i got it on ebay for like 20 bucks and then i don't know months later i found out sog never made such a thing and it says sog on the blade and everywhere on it but it's yeah 
but yeah, it's just you. a cool, awesome, the, again, blade profile and all of that. Mm-hmm. I just, I just like that knife. It's awesome. So if you could, if you could have like your perfect night, like, so you and I are very similar. Like I like certain types of blades, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the vast majority of my knives, I wouldn't say the vast the majority of my knives are one of two blades. I love a karambit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've probably got more karambits than anything, but as far as regular blades, I love a Tonto blade. Do you have what's your favorite blade style? If you ha- do, you have a favorite blade I style? Don't, I don't know that I know enough about knives to be able to tell you that, like the blade style. Yeah. Uh, okay. Knife blade styles. Let's just do a quick Google image and yeah. see. Yeah. While you're doing that, oh, that book out there says, "I've got three reloading presses going now." So he's he is uh, he is going head deep into the reloading game right now. Yeah, probably not a good time to be doing that, but. Well, to each their to each their own. So, uh, drop drop point. Okay. Probably and very across similar between, to a, very similar to, to a Tonto in a certain aspect of a Tonto. Yeah. yeah, the difference being that the drop point curves on the on the sharp edge, where the Tonto cuts off like at that. an angle. I don't know. I'm on the page of the pictures. Yeah, that would be a drop yeah. point. That's what I'm saying. That's the drop point. Yeah, yeah. that's a drop point. Yeah, so drop point. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, that, or maybe the spear. Ooh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, either yeah. either drop point or spear probably is my favorite, and no serrations, preferably. I get it. I don't mind serrations on the. Uh, on I'm the okay topics. with. I'm okay with the Tonto. Tonto would probably be at the, the third going down. Yeah. I'd I like a drop. It's just drop first, me, it's, spear, it's, and it's then a tonto. clean looking. I, I, I like a drop. A drop, absolutely. Um, you know. That's probably my third favorite. Um, but there's a little more to it than that because it has to do with how long is the blade and how wide right. is it, right? That all comes that's into right. play. You got um, to start talking about tangs. Is is it is, you know is it a is it a fixed blade or a folding knife? Some right. blades work better in a fixed blade versus a folding blade. See, I'm um, not. So, if I'm going fixed blade, I'm going to a, like one of my buoys or survival knives or diving knives. Yeah, sure. Or something mm-hmm. of that, or maybe even uh, uh oh God, how can you go wrong with a with a holy crap, my mind went blank. Uh, uh military uh, holy crap, K bar, K bar. How can you go wrong with a K bar, right? Um, uh, I'm usually going with something like that on a fixed blade over a smaller, a smaller fixed blade. Now I do got some specialized for hunting, skinning, and things like that fixed blades and i got some damascus obviously we picked up and just that, oh, yeah. they look cool but but i'm i'm usually reaching for a folder usually gonna reach for a folder first. Well, my everyday knives are gonna be folders for sure yeah. um so yeah i'm not the guy that's gonna wear a fixed blade on my belt that's just that's just not how i roll whatever yeah. but yeah um defense that says his absolute favorite knife is a 24 dollar amazon Special, a Tangram Orion, G10 scales, ball bearing action and sharp. There you go. Um, G23s, I'm a cheap bastard. Don't have any knives over 30 bucks. There's some decent ones out there. Um, oh, I didn't. You can get. I didn't mention it, but I'm a sucker for a cleaver. 
Oh my God, I'm a sucker for badass. Yeah, I'm a sucker for a cleaver, man. You talk about you talk about things that you collect or whatever that are virtually worthless, other than the few cleavers I've got that again are scanning, hunting, or butchering. You know, Um, but oh my God, they're so cool. Buck says, "See, ghost is a fud." (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fud when it comes to knives. I got no problem talking knives. I love it. Um. And mandatory carries when I said, tell him to call. He says he just challenged a mentally ill person to call. Hey, come on with it, brother. Come on with it. Uh, Marcus says optics are dude optics. Yeah. No joke. I probably, I, I can count at one time. I've got nine optics right now in plain sight that have never been opened. They're still in boxes it, right now. It should be illegal. For Walmart to sell a four-power Tasco for ten bucks, <laughs> seriously, because I swear to God, every time I walk by, I like want to buy another one. I'm like, oh, I don't need it, and I'm like, well, if I ever pick up a 22, which I'm prone to do, obviously, that doesn't have irons for some reason, I'm gonna wish I had a extra Tasco four-power sitting around. Yeah. Um, Ozzy says he's going to Springfield uh, tomorrow for the I Gold Rally. Getting excited. The last one was in 2019. Let me know how that goes. Uh, make sure you take some video of that. That'd be pretty cool. He can go live. Um, hopefully, there's a big turnout. Hopefully, there's a big turnout. G23 says I have two folding crambits. That's 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 my thing, man. I, I've got. God, I don't have a. I don't have a single one. I probably got 20 or 30 of them different sizes you know different things yeah. um yeah uh let's see here no serrations on a karambit um <laughs> uh, i've got a karambit that's got serrations just saying don't say that they don't have serrations because most of them do don't they uh not most but yeah there's really? there's quite a few of them that are uh, huh. not in the in a, in a fixed blade there are a lot of them are and a folding there's not as many uh oh, okay. it can get dangerous on a folding karambit with if you're folding it and it you have the serrations would then be on the top edge um over the curved blade that could be dangerous <laughs> in a folding knife but there are still some i've got a few of them that are yeah. most of the folders do not most of the fix yes they do have serrations yeah. so um let's see here defense dad says he's really picky about knives i like simple drop point or clip point blades and uh streamlined designs yeah and there, uh, yeah there's nothing sexier than and that's probably why i like the tonto and, and the drop point they're they're just clean designs just i mean clean. there's nothing, yeah. they're nothing fancy it's just they're just really good designs absolutely i agree with that 100 percent uh damascus now clover knows this and, and i would say a lot of people out there that they listen i'm a sucker for damascus knives i think they are beautiful um especially if you start talking about when you start talking about maybe thousands of folds you know there are some of these that can get up to thousands of folds and you can really get some awesome designs in damascus if you do it that way um yeah um let's see oh you know there's another great brand i've been carrying benchmade boost benchmade benchmade and kershaw we're talking about two just staples in the industry 
that you can get a bench made that costs you $10. You can get one that costs you a thousand dollars, but you know, you know what you're going to get from bench made. So yeah. Uh, bench made. I probably of the two, I probably prefer a Kershaw over bench made, but you can't go wrong with a bench made for sure. Um, and I caught up. Holy shit. I caught up finally. So yeah. Um, for me, we were talking about different things, um, lately. Um, been kind of going through different things and the backpacks and all that. Uh, when I was getting into uh, last fall, when I was getting into the long range game, you're talking about a whole nother backpack style. You're they're talking about support bags and wind kestrel wind readers and barometrics, you know, readers and yeah. all of that. So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Um, you know, I've got, why i don't know but i've probably got five or six plate carriers and sets of plates i don't know why i just do uh battle belts i probably got nine or ten of them uh but here's the thing about the battle belts is i have them all set up for something different um you know you you have one set up maybe for competition um like a uspsa because it's still it's a race belt but it's still a battle belt per se uh idpa you can't really run one because you have to shoot from concealment so you talk idpa stuff i've got several concealment vests i mean you know it's just one of those things you go whatever it is i've got crap for all this stuff yeah but yeah it's just one of those things where um dude we didn't even you're in something you just you just start collecting and, and I, I, i'm not when i use the word collecting i'm not talking about collecting to be a collection it's collecting because you don't get rid of any of it so we didn't even cover targets oh, oh my, oh my god yeah. i now just got through cutting i just got through cutting more than i do because i because i picked up two of the uh i picked up a pair of the uh t-post brackets from uh, high caliber steel targets in Tulsa and so I just got through today cutting down two T-posts to put even more steel at them <laughs> right. uh, but steel trap machines shotgun style reactive targets paper targets holy crap and if you're out there and you're a Patreon patron or a YouTube channel member odds are I've you know, sent you some because I'm overwhelmed and I every time I go to Tulsa dude I'm buying freaking steel targets or paper tar and or paper targets no not and or and both literally yeah um i can't i can't I, it's a sickness seriously your your range in your backyard is going to end up looking like arlington national cemetery oh my god just white targets everywhere you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. mario says he saw a fud truck thought of clover then he ordered some fud record burgers there you go. So if you guys weren't here, some of you that weren't here for a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about our trip to uh, Alabama and South Carolina. And we've talked about South Carolina. I don't want to talk about the roads anymore, but the ultimate redneck slash FUD vehicle Clover oh, saw in man. South Carolina. You want to go over that one again? Because that is something that is, that needs to become part of your it life. Was, yeah, it was a... Um, jacked up four wheel drive duly see jacked up four wheel drive duly I'm trying to get, do it justice 
multicolored primer. He said multicolored primer. <laughs> when he told me that, I was like, I don't even know what that yeah. means. <laughs> jacked up, jacked up, four wheel drive, dually, multicolored primer. Wait for it. Let's see if anybody can guess in the live chat what it was. I bet somebody can. What kind of vehicle it was? A jacked up four wheel drive, dually, multicolored primer. What? He said, uh, "Stevens is a Subaru brat." No, this 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 is a vehicle that has. I'll give you one hint. It has a bed in it. It, it has a, a, a bed. Yeah, yeah. Mario said, "Pretty standard around here." Really, a, a jacked up <laughs> dually multi primer vehicle. Defense dad got it. Yeah, a El jacked Camino. up a jacked up four wheel drive dually multi colored primer El Camino. And dude, when it passed. He had that carburetor running rich, boy, because it was throwing gas out the tailpipe, man. I swear is what it smelled like. But, yeah. Uh, and I got to admit, it was pretty cool. Oh, it, it, it has to be. Now, if you would have said multicolored, I would say, yeah, that sounds about right, because it probably had a different colored door, different colored hood. You see that all the time. Oh, it was multicolored, multicolored like on one panel. That's it was awesome. multicolored, like, you know, there's a gray and the brown and the black. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like multicolored, and I'm talking about like on one panel. I'm not talking about each panel was different. <laughs> um, gotta love South uh, Carolina. But what throws most people in that story is the dually. It's like the dually. A jacked up four wheel drive El Camino. Okay, a jacked up four wheel drive dually El Camino. I honest to God didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, going on, getting coming up on two hours. Anything else gear wise that uh, you're you're addicted to, Clove? Everything. Good lord, what are you talking about? Just about anything and everything. Quite honestly, we're we're all creatures of habit and addiction. We know this. So. And if I'm not addicted to it yet. Give me a few months, and I probably whatever it is, I probably will eventually get around to it. You so. you can get into any so the statement I made earlier about my ancestors, whoever they might be, or or whatever, uh, you know, they're gonna have a field day. In any outbuilding, you can see the phases of my addiction. Um, <laughs> there is somewhere here. There is well, that's what prompted honestly the whole card channel, right? Is I was digging around mm. an outbuilding and found a bunch of old cards, and I was like. When, and looking them up, seeing that it was a thing on YouTube, it's like, okay, well, let's do that, and we'll rip these open. What else am I going to do with them? And then um, there's a, there's boxes out there somewhere that have uh, wrestling figures in them mm -hmm. that I've been thinking about trying to find those maybe and send them to Rich White or something, quite honestly, because I know he's still big into all that. And then somewhere out there, there is boxes with – I would say Hot Wheels, but it's primarily all NASCAR stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, so, well, no, no, no. It's NASCAR and NHRA. Um, and it's not just Hot Wheels size cars, but it's bigger stuff too. Uh, and I think there's and I think there's a General Lee out there somewhere. And oh, then nice. I've got boxes of M&M related paraphernalia. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I've got boxes of Star Wars stuff. So, yeah, like, the, the two things that I wish that I still had, I don't care that they're open and played with. I just wish I had 
all my Star Wars stuff, and I had a shit ton of Transformer stuff back in the eighties. Oh yeah. Uh, now none of what I got was my original. The only thing I've got that's my original, I've got a. You remember the original Luke Skywalker in the white? Okay, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got him, and he's sitting on my desk right here. And the only reason I've still got him is I was probably four or five years old, maybe when my mom and them built the house that I grew, basically grew up in. Mm-hmm. And before they poured the concrete top onto the porch, it was all sand in there and we would get in there and play. Well, when they sold the house to move in the double wide and tore all of that down, guess what was in the porch? No kidding. Are you kidding me? My Luke's got, yeah, yeah, no no kidding. And so I've got, I've got my original Luke Skywalker, but other than that, that was all handed down to like younger siblings and yeah, and absolutely. Filtered into, yeah. into like cousins and nieces and nephews and crap. And it's been a trash eventually. It's probably. scattered all over God's creation. So I did. I do not. That's the only mm. Star Wars thing that was mine. Now again, I do have stuff out in in boxes, but that was stuff that was bought years later. Yeah, I was that's an awesome. adult when I found that stuff. Yeah. Um. Pat wanted about the about the El Camino. Did it have dually fenders on it? Yes, it was fendered where the yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. G said he had a 72. Of course, he, I could see G rolling in a 72 Camino. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. He said he but he wanted an 84 and a 67. I can definitely see G in a in a Camino for sure. Yeah. Um, I got a buddy that's got a 70, maybe a 79. I don't remember. Exactly. It's the late seventies, but it is, um, uh, it's cherry, man. It's cherry. It was his dad's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Ozzy says he got over 500 of the one sixty fourth uh, NASCAR. Nice. Very nice. I had a shit ton of the matchbox and all of those things. Yeah. Uh, everything I got is new in the, in the package for sure. Oh, my, that's, my, that's my, never there, Mine were out of the package before I got in the car, typically when I bought them. So, yeah, yeah. I was never one for thinking about down the line if I should keep this. It was like, I'm going to play with it now. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. All right. Two hours. Talk about gear. More of just having fun talking, but uh, we've all had gear obsessions for sure. We only talked about a gear for like an hour, but yeah. I know. Well, we always do that. <laughs> it takes an hour for us to get going on anything. So yeah, right, right. That's what it is. I think people enjoy it though. Um, Definitely. Um, mandatory because dad just wanted to stuff food in his face. It's never a bad thing to eat. Got to eat, my man. Got to eat. Um, what you got coming up? Anything special uh, with reviews? I know you spent weekend. Oh, we didn't talk about that. Um, I wasn't there. Um, Take a few minutes if you'd like to and talk about Watermaker over the weekend. I know that there was a pretty cool tribute yeah. to Joe and all that stuff, and it sounded like it was kind of back to normal. So uh, talk about Watermaker for a few minutes and then obviously the, the content coming out of that. Um, yeah, I mean, the the crowds that were through there were definitely back, back to pre-cough-cough level, if not, honestly, if not more. Um, even on Sunday at you know, 10 o'clock in the morning, something like that, there was people having trouble finding parking spaces. I mean, anywhere relatively, even remotely close. Um, and just the traffic you notice, you know, through there and stuff. Uh, thankfully, I was I did any filming. I'll have three or four videos, I think, from there 
uh, and they were all done by by 10 o'clock or so honestly because i got in there pretty early uh on uh, on sunday because if not it the audio would have been worse than what it already was um yeah everybody seemed to be in good in good spirits um prices from what i've seen you know a lot of things that i posted people said what's the price what's the price i didn't even look uh i've seen some hundred thousand dollar things i've seen many many five figure 30 40 50 thousand dollar things in there uh which is probably worth that quite honestly uh and then i've seen a lot of stuff that wasn't like you know thousand dollar mosins and thousand dollar skss and whatever um that's kind of how I gauge the prices of SKSs and M1 Grands. Now, you know, those yeah. ones how I can judge how prices are. Now, a lot of people know I have my wish list when I go into Tulsa. And typically I come home with, usually I come home with something because I, I usually run across something that I just can't pass up, right? Uh, I did not run across anything this time. And, and, and not to say I haven't done that before. There's been other times I went to Tulsa. That I've not that I've come home and not sure. bought anything, but I did not find anything, right? Like, and I was no. Sunday, you know, by noon or so. I mean, I was actively looking, like, okay, well, I can't find what I want. I wonder if there's just a deal on a nice little twenty-two or something, sure. right? Spent a couple hundred bucks on something here, and I you just found never, some stuff that people wouldn't come down on prices or whatever. Yeah, it was just crazy yeah. on the on the prices. Um, so let me ask you this before you go on. The stuff that you had a list for, did you just not see them at all or you saw them and they were way overpriced? So I had, I had technically, I guess you could say I had three things on the list. Um, okay. I was looking for, my son had, had reached out to me a couple of days before and said, um, he's like, you plan on going to a gun show anytime soon? And I'm like, well, a matter of fact, this weekend I'm going to the largest gun show in the world. Why? What's up? And he's like, oh, I'm looking for a pump shotgun. And, uh, I said, okay. Like a, I said, like a particular one? Said, well, um, yeah, I mean, he, he wanted something, you know, decent. I mean, but the only thing, the cheapest thing I found there was a Mossberg Maverick, and they wanted 200 bucks for it. And I'm like, I, I, I'm just not. In this climate, maybe, but I just, I'm not paying 200 bucks. You know me. I'm a very opportunistic buyer. Um. And then the two I was looking for was a 16-gauge H&R single shot and a 410 H&R single shot. I've yeah. seen absolutely zero 16-gauge single shots of any kind, period. Really? And that doesn't mean there was, wasn't one in there. you got to right. remember. You this didn't is the, see them. Yeah. This is the largest country in the world. And quite That's often it. on the very last day, the very last hour, I find something and buy it that I've never. You, know, you have that done I, that many times. That I hadn't yes. seen the whole show and walked by the whole show a lot of times. Um, but yeah, I did not see one at all. And I only seen one H and R 410 and I want to get into how horrible it was and how horribly <laughs> overpriced it was on top of the condition. So, yeah. um, needless to say, I didn't buy it. So, um, it was fun hanging out. That's always a good part of it. We didn't have a table this time. So that was kind of weird and odd. Uh, shout out and thanks to black rain ordinance and also, um, High caliber targets because I was able to hide my stuff under their tables a couple of times when I was yeah. tired of toting it around. So that was great. Uh, and kind of make that a base camp and go there and sit around occasionally and, and, and chill or whatever. But, um, um, yeah, we got together. We, we like we normally do, you know, went out to eat other things. It was, uh, yeah, it was, 
Did you have a Philly a cheesesteak? I did have a Philly cheesesteak on Saturday. I did not have I did not do the pulled pork on Sunday. And usually I oh, have really? both when I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we left early uh, uh okay. on Sunday. Uh just simply because I mean I was able to knock everything out I needed to get done and it's like let's get just, home at a decent hour. Just, let's just go and try to get home at a decent time. Yeah. 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 I hadn't found anything, which is, that was kind of discouraging. I felt like I pretty much hit all the places that would have, because you can kind of tell by looking at the tables and the different things, yeah. what sections might have what you're looking for. But yeah, um, but there was a lot of stuff there. Uh, like I said, um, a lot of interesting no tables stuff. this time, so that, that's good. That was true. I didn't mention that, but there was not only more tables this time. Yeah. There was on Saturday, there was literally, I don't think I've seen a single table that was empty. Nice. So more table than none were empty. Now come Sunday, a lot of them were, but we know that a lot of dealers go in on, uh, a lot of dealers go in on Friday and Saturday and, they're and they, and they head hunt, they buy a table specifically to head hunt certain things mm-hmm. they're looking for. And then, you know, they do that Friday and Saturday and then Sunday they're gone. So, yep. uh, that's not uncommon. G23 wants to know, do you enjoy hanging out with Santee and her husband? Yeah, I got to hang out a little bit during the show. Not a whole lot during the show. Uh, I did see, in fact, I shared it on my community tab. She put about an eight-minute video out, kind of walking through and going through the show, which was kind of cool. But she did, her and her husband went to eat with us and be silly and hang out and be silly and all that kind of stuff. For those of you that have never been that want to go, obviously we say it all the time that Wanamaker happens twice a year, every April, every November. Uh, It should be a bucket list for everybody. Yes, Um, definitely. But uh, it's one of those things where, yeah, the the show's great, but Saturday night, we always, whoever's there in our crew, you know, sometimes we have five, sometimes we have 35. Um, We go out to eat, typically at one one of a couple different places, typically one place, but we go out to eat and just enjoy being friends and all of that. And that's the really, the really cool part of it, it is um, seeing everybody. You don't get to see once or twice a year, you know? Yeah. There was 11, I'd say 11 or 12 at dinner, something like that. Now, not yeah. all were creators. And that's I mean, about, and that's about what we usually yeah. have is about a dozen. Yeah. Usually. Uh, cycle camp was there. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I miss Bill. Which was fun because I hadn't seen him yeah. in a, uh, in a while and he's not really creating or hanging out anymore but that's always fun and of course mr wright same way and uh can't remember the the uh can't remember the guy's name that's mr wright he's got an instagram yeah, his buddy though. was there again yeah but yeah him and then of course everybody's you know spouses were there and whatever too and snob and gizzard and santee and yeah it was g23 when they know did anybody tell roadhouse that it was her her birthday we always have uh, some we should have we should have but we didn't we should have, but we didn't. You can have to be christened into that gang, you know. It would have been more fun to tell, I think, tell them it was her husband's birthday. Honestly. Oh yeah, absolutely. He was he was a trip. He's from uh, the Virgin Islands. Oh yeah, yeah. So he's you know I had a conversation with him about the Virgin Islands. I'm like, so you grew up? I said, what's that like? I said, I I grew up in Texas. I can't imagine. He's like. Yeah, I grew up on an island. And he said it was thirty-five square miles. <laughs> it's like smaller than my county. And I'm like, I can't imagine, bro. It's like he's like, yeah, but it's you know, it's a lot bigger than you think. I'm like, well, if you've ever been anywhere else, I'm sure it probably is, right? And everything. Yeah. And, and but yeah, he's got that accent and everything. He's just yeah. he's a cool, he's a cool dude. 
Yeah, I miss I miss miss uh, meeting them. I really uh, I had to work, but um, yeah. hopefully they come back to another one, and hopefully I can just see them sometime soon. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully so. Um, what do you got coming down the channel? Uh, maybe for podcasts or videos or any, any uh, gear report stuff? Yeah. What are you coming down the line? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna close out. I don't have any podcasts scheduled outside of next week. Um, because I need to try to get some things caught up into next month. We're looking at NRA, so there'll be content coming out of there. And I need to get some things taken care of that that's been obligations for a while. Uh, so I'm going to kind of sideline the uh, podcast until after NRA, and I'll make some connections and do some more stuff. But um, yeah, as far as what's coming up, I've got tomorrow. I've got uh, Sarah with Hold My Guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday, I've got the Armed Attorneys. Nice. And then next Wednesday, which will be the last podcast, most likely until uh, after NRA, I've got my medic. I've got uh, Zeph with oh, they, my medic. They got yeah. sick or something before, didn't they? Yeah, he got sick like a couple of days before and, and yeah. whatever. And so we had to shift some, some things around. But uh, yeah, we'll. Um, we're going to catch up with that. And then that'll be the last one. I'm talking with uh, big Tony Simon about getting him back on the podcast and after NRA. And some other folks, sure. So. Absolutely. Well, you'll have we'll a lot of people at NRA to get back on the podcast. Yeah, no well. doubt. No doubt. We'll kick it. We'll kick it back off after then. But uh, yeah, till then got those two podcasts that one next week, got a couple, three more Wanamaker videos, and then you'll start seeing some normal, regular content at least up until nra dropping again yep. awesome awesome um yeah we've got some stuff coming out with different guns some different torture tests we're putting some different guns to crucible uh for us if you're over on gear report we've got uh, uh an article we did on the wilder tactical urban elite um battle belt kit it's over there it's been up it was put up yesterday so if you want if you're interested in battle belts or you're a a gear junkie that likes battle belts, <clears throat> go check out that one from Wilder Tactical. It's awesome. But um, yeah, we got, like I said, we got a lot of stuff going to the Crucible coming up, which will have the SAR 109T, the uh, AR pistol, will have the Ronin 10 millimeter we'll put through there. Um, we got one from Lionheart coming, got a couple from Global coming. Uh, some uh, one or two possibly from EAA also so the next through the end of the year clover's the same way there's gonna be no shortage of firearms coming in so um, be on the lookout we'll do all of them we'll do a torture test we all we call the crucible and all that stuff but yeah a podcast will have stuff come up we're supposed to have a, uh, someone on today that canceled that death in the family over the weekend um but uh we'll have like trailblazers scheduled to come on wilder tactical scheduled to come on um chase with eaa scheduled to come on we got a whole bunch of people coming on so the podcasts aren't going to stop i wish i could make nra this year i've got it's memorial day weekend and i don't want to get into that because that's really still a sore subject in my head i can't go to nra because of it's one of the busiest weekends that i have at work so it sucks but um it is what it is so i might have to utilize clover as my eyes and ears of of nra which i'm sure he will love to do knowing him but uh yeah thanks guys for watching if you made it this far great uh leave a comment 
down below, guys, if you're listening and uh, podcast or watching replay, what's your addiction? What's your obsession of what's the pieces of gear that you collect the most? And uh, had a great conversation, a lot of cool stuff. Um, Rich White says we released competing belt videos. It happens. There's more than one belt out there. So absolutely. There's, there's belts for every budget for every possible occasion. So, um, yeah. Um, G web says it's lame to schedule any event on Memorial day, um, for a lot of different reasons uh, being that it's Memorial day in general, it's not a celebratory. And that's what I always tell it. Hey, we want to celebrate the lives, but having events on Memorial day weekend, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Memorial Day um, means something different to me, I guess, than it does the NRA. Uh, well, it, it means work, but it also is it's not something that I want to go to a gun show or, you know, an event. Um, but, yeah, it is what it is. They chose Memorial Day and it is what it is. But yeah, go ahead. No, I just, yeah, I kind of agree. Lame so, Lame move, and maybe that was, you know, maybe that's when they could get it the cheapest. But there's a reason why it's the cheapest because it's. I think it's. I think honestly, it's multiple reasons. I, I honestly think they don't want that many people showing up with the heat they're oh. in, and I think cost was another one. And yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to. They probably don't want a whole lot of people there that are voting members, possibly. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think that's yeah. part of it. Yeah. All right. Well, for the 15 people that are still out there, go get some medical attention. You guys are crazy. Um, get your head bit. checked out a little bit. Uh, thanks for everyone that was watching. If you're watching the replay and listening uh, and podcast, I don't do this very often. Um, and I should. I'm going to say if you're listening, and we do, we get, we get, we get a bunch of podcast listens. I'm not going to lie. Uh, on podcasts like audio podcasts, we get a lot of listens and, and all of that on different platforms. And I've I don't remember ever doing this before, but I'm going to start because uh, apparently it's a thing. And I've been told by other people that have podcasts that I respect um, that I should do this, and I never have. So I'm going to say, if you're listening to this in podcast form, no matter what platform you are listening, if you enjoy it, please subscribe. Whatever on that podcast, but give us a rating. And I never asked anyone to do that, but apparently in the podcast world, and I'm naive to this in the podcast world, especially on Apple and a couple other ones, leaving a rating really helps. So if you're listening to this in a podcast form and they give you the opportunity to do a, re a review, whether it's a star system or whatever it is, and you like what you hear, we're going to ask you, please leave us a good review. Um, and hopefully that helps the algorithm that that, that podcast platform does. So, uh, thank you to everyone. Thank you to my patrons and my channel members for all that you do. You guys keep the lights on for us, no doubt. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys watching and all that. We'll see you next week for episode number 237, Simplify.